What is going on, everybody? It is episode 46 of Pop Culture Crisis. Yeah. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. And there's an alarm And there's going an off. alarm Sorry. that just went off, thanks to our guest host tonight, today. Introduce yourself, guest host. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I apologize for my timer. You might think that I'm going to restart this thing. I'm not restarting anything. We're just doing it. It's a natural. It's, uh, I watched a segment the other day where um, from uh, Eric D. July's podcast, and he has a thing where he's doing a segment, and his microphone just falls off the, off the boom stand, and he's mm-hmm. like, we're just doing it. He's like, I don't even care. We're just doing it. You know that saying, right? The show must the go show? on. I feel yes. like that applies to podcasts as much as theater. The pod, the pod must go on. Mm-hmm. The can't pod. stop the pod get in the pod eat the bugs <laughs> in the pod. live in the pod eat the bugs the pod people persevere that, if that's not the name of a podcast we're losing out right now oh the pod God. people guys, podcast have you guys that ever is funny uh, <gasps> that's stayed. our podcasting network i'm sorry keep going no, no no have you guys ever stayed in a pod hotel before it's like the weirdest thing i've always ever. wanted to it's the weirdest thing ever because it's just one like you get one mattress mm-hmm. and you just stay and it's like covering you the whole thing yeah so basically it's like a minimalist dream because yeah. you don't need the furniture you just need the mattress and then the whole room turns dark when you're ready to go to sleep yeah it makes a lot of i mean they're cost efficient mm-hmm. too if you're just there for a night or i've heard people use them like between like they have to go to a flight the next yeah. day or something like that i would love like an efficiency apartment like with just like a bed and a tv and a shower and a shower and the toilet and, and uh but like you know it's bare minimum it's basically like living in a closet well japan has that um but they're like the cheap uh, apartment buildings it's called like basically a i forgot what the actual term is but it's just a one bedroom and basically they combine everything together here we call it a studio apartment yeah you studio don't see no, 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 like efficiency you don't, you don't even get like um you don't get walking room because literally the biggest thing in your room is the mattress that's it and then like the shower and bathroom it's like just right there yeah i uh lived in a studio apartment at mm-hmm. one point and like they can be nice they can be tiring what i find is that like and this is true if you look at like the tiny mm-hmm. house movement the real key is like how much storage space do you have yeah um and if it's like a box with literally nowhere no closets nowhere to put anything like that's gonna get tiring even if you get the right like furniture that can sort of stuff that's gonna get old really quickly you, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much you actually end up accumulating like i lived in a, a one bedroom by myself and never I never went in the living room, ever. Mm-hmm. I spent all my time in my room. But, of course, you accrue stuff that you just realized, that you eventually realized you just don't need. Definitely. Um, and, like, like when I moved out here, because I flew and I had some stuff sent, but for the most part, I just flew out here. I mm-hmm. just threw most of it away or gave it all to charity. Yeah, I've had, over the past couple of years, I've moved a couple of times where I purged a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's actually happening is, at that time, my dad and his wife moved. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain number of stuff, like family heirlooms or things that belong to my mom that, like... I am not like it sounds weird not ready to use like Mm -hmm. I don't need her like her china right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like I don't want to give it away and I think eventually I will maybe want it so you get kind of stuck with like again I try to be pretty meticulous and not too sentimental but like there are things that you're like I'm gonna grow into this item I just don't like actively use it right now I have a story. Okay, yes. so I'm cleaning out the apartment, and uh, th- now this is an apartment that uh, when I was taking care of my mom, I spent a lot of time in, and eventually moved into when she passed. Mm. And I'm cleaning all this stuff out, and I'm finding all her artwork. My mom did 
endless artwork, artwork all the time. Uh, I'm talking uh, totes full of of sketchbooks That's and everything. Cool. And I'm looking through all this artwork, and I'm like, I don't want to throw any. I, I don't know if I want to throw any of this away. Like blah blah blah. I, I maybe I'm going to keep it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm searching through. I'm searching through, and I find a book. That says, um, what to do when your grown child disappoints you. And I'm like, F this <laughs> art. All of it's going in the garbage. I don't want any of it anymore. But you have siblings, right? The, and the, my logic was, I have an older brother. Technically, we can't know for sure. 50-50 shot, team. It could have been either of us. That or you, like... I was the one who took care of her. So my hope... Was that you? Is that it was my brother who disappointed her and not me. Well, also, like, what are the odds that she was like, I'm going to get this from one of my friends who's struggling. And then she just like, like, I have a couple gifts that I meant to give people mm-hmm. but never sent on. I don't know, man. I was just like, you know what? I don't like your art anyways, mom. Your art's <laughs> Did all Did you throw great. it all out? I kept a couple of the sketch. I, what, what happened was after she passed... I did a lot of like my own artwork that incorporated hers uh, as a form of like art therapy. Yeah, I'm not per se an artist, but I kept a few of those that I framed, and I kept a couple of the sketchbooks that meant more to her because they were they were put away. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And the rest, I kind of I asked my brother. I said, "Do you want any of this?" And Mm -hmm. I I let him go through some of it and all that stuff. But for the most part, a lot of like her stuff went to went to charity. Yeah, it's Um, hard to know like when you lose a parent like what stuff is meant you're meant like there's stuff i have a box full of my mom's sweaters Mm -hmm. that like i first off just because i like them i want to keep them but there are moments that i'm like is this something that she on her own would have been like i'm over this style and then i holding on to it because i feel attached to it i remember her wearing it but i'm too afraid to wear it because it's like a sentimental then you're just like hoarding but Mm -hmm. you gotta manage your expectations it becomes hoarding after a while or you can just wear it yeah it's definitely a little bit of both like i think there's some stuff that i was like i can't really do that with my mom yeah i mean i could i suppose if i wanted to be you can wear her cardigans i you could I, I could have my mom would very much had like a 70s mm-hmm. like uh hippie my mom went to woodstock so yes, like, yes. i love it um no there's there's like uh my mom's jewelry is the thing that i was like paranoid because if i mm-hmm. like lose it it's like there you know some of it is really nice and some of it is just like nice but not i it doesn't look crazy expensive to me yeah. it's just that like it's sent it's sentimental value is like unbelievably high or like she yeah. had a couple heirloom rings that got passed down and i'm like if i am the generation that you know they're from like my great great grandmother and it's yeah. like i'm the generation that loses them which is hard because then you can't enjoy these objects because mm-hmm. you're, you're too worried about you worried about you know, it it's, it literally gains more uh s- trouble as yeah. you the, the more generations that hold on to it yeah well, the new trend is just wearing rings like all over your fingers yeah i should really get into it i actually like rings but like mm-hmm. i can't, can't do, do it i'm nervous mm-hmm. i can't do rings my hands get caught on stuff all the time I and mean, yeah. i've broken all my fingers at least mm. once so my knuckles are all i used to wear uh do you guys know what a clotter ring is uh kind of it's like an irish tradition my dad refers mm-hmm. to it as like irish chinese food meaning it's like it kind of was an irish thing that got destroyed by popular culture but yeah it's two hands holding a heart with a crown that's symbolic and you could wear it depending on the angle that you wear it, it indicates oh your relationship that one status. Yeah. i did hear what from someone that ch- the Chinese invented pasta is that true yeah we talked about this on the show before I think and by the way uh, speaking of which I want to say happy ha- go ahead happy Chinese New Year everybody yeah. it is year to tiger today is the official day of Chinese New Year we celebrated a little bit earlier you're going to see this on Cast Castle on YouTube and you'll your girls see how Brett and I fought and, and this is why you're wearing red today yeah so um, 
I explained it on Cast Castle, but I'll explain it again on here because you guys are my favorites. No favoritism. JK. What? That made, no, <laughs> I don't, that I don't made know. no sense. I don't know. So I can't what, work. what does red symbolize? So red, basically, um, Chinese people, so there's like, before Chinese New Year became a thing, there was a monster that's called Nian, and it means year if you translate it. But basically, this monster came to the Chinese villages, like, destroyed everything. And, like, each year, it would destroy something. But then um, the story is, like, one year they found out that monster is afraid of red. So when it saw the color red, it would run away. Mm. So they said, okay, next year we'll wear red. And then there was another year where these kids were playing with fireworks and, like, the monster saw it and ran away because it was, like, too loud and too, like, bright for it. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, we're going to do that. Wear red and then have fireworks. And then another thing was like loud noises and they're like, okay, we're going to have loud noises now. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically they started incorporating it and then like Chinese New Year to this year, like to this day, like they honor like their ancestors, like basically surviving from it. That's why we have the incense. It's the same thing like how Day of the Dead is like you want to invite your relatives or like your past ones to come have a dinner with you. But this year, I couldn't, like, do that because I don't have the money. And inflation really sucks. So I just gave them, like, little treats. And Brett didn't want to try any. She told me I almost ate, uh, what was it, a pancake? Well, it's called uh, dorayaki. So it is a Japanese pancake. It looked like a pancake. Until I realized it had what inside of it? Green tea. That sounds nice. Yeah. Nick loved it. Um, well, you guys are all crazy, mm-hmm. um, but uh, happy. least open-minded person. <laughs> yeah, but then um, I went. It looked like there was how mold dare on the there inside. be tea in these pancakes? <laughs> how dare this food be anything but Midwestern why, mashed potatoes? Why wouldn't there be? Well, that's like saying, why don't you put lemonade in your in your pancakes or lemonade in your waffles? No, that's yeah, lemonade. I don't lemon want lemon pancakes. Is a thing. I don't it know is. What you're talking about. Green tea. Is there's a liquid. And no, there is green tea pancakes. Well, you know you that, right? Are, well, I am going to be close-minded about this, and you guys can't make there's me. There's green so. tea cheesecake. <laughs> there's green tea cheesecake, and I really want to. That try doesn't it. sound good either. It's so pretty because, like, they do like layers of it, and like um, Charlie and I wanted to buy it. He asked me, "Do you want it?" And I was like, "No, let's just walk around." And then the store closed um, for the night, so he was like, "Oh, next time we'll get it for you." Well, that's disgusting. Well, so. no, but um, basically, how are you guys friends? Like, I feel like Miracle <laughs> is like this like ray of sunshine who's like, there's this fun thing, and do you want to do this? And here, da, 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 and how are you feeling? And, da, 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 and Brett is like, go away. Stop talking. No, like off camera, like um, basically how we became friends because I was the one, like he stopped by my office, which Luke stays in that's luke's bedroom but that used to be my office and brett stopped by and i was like oh hey who are you and he's like oh i'm brett nice to meet you i'm your co-worker i don't remember this that's how all. we all meet here when you <laughs> run into somebody in the hallway and you're like are you a guest are you working here well like that's how like we started our friendship like basically we talked from there but usually off camera we like talk about other things Sometimes, like, it's just random. Nick th- finds a way to always make me look like an awful person. No, there was a there was a time where I was hanging out in your bedroom and he filmed that. And it's like, hey, do you want to talk about this? And you're like, I'm sleeping, Miracle. Why were you in his room if he was sleeping? <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's the question so, I'm constantly asking myself. Because I love you. 
That see this, this, that, that is what? female privilege. You do understand that that is the definition of female privilege, yeah, right? Yeah, I just like hanging out with Brett because he makes me feel safe. Yeah, I, I get that. There mm-hmm. are like I have like male friends that are like you know people that I'm particularly I didn't comfortable sign up with. for this. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a badge of honor. Like yeah. I, there there are like people on staff that like mm-hmm. I would feel comfortable with like pretty much in in all circumstances, mm-hmm. partially because I know them pretty well at this point, and mm-hmm. partially because like. You know, it's very uh, women's intuition is pretty strong, and when yeah. there's someone you are innately comfortable with and you feel safe with, like I think that's pretty valuable. Yeah. And as much as it might bother you or annoy I you, I think it's a up, high compliment. I did not sign up to be a psychological bodyguard. I didn't say it was psychological, but you have that gift, anyways. Well, Congratulations! But yeah, it does freak me out sometimes when Andrew's downstairs, and I think it's you, but it's actually Andrew. So Andrew looks like a couple of people. He looks like Matt Walsh's younger brother. He mm-hmm. looks like you. He's like Matt Walsh's like slightly gothic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I described Chinese New Year to him, I was like, it's similar to like Day of the Dead. Yeah, and he was like, I'm interested. Yeah, and we're like, inner goth boy coming through. Yep, that or he, maybe he's just been to Mexico a few times. No, he like he's really into like the death thing right now. I think it's just a phase. <laughs> For such a mom. He's really into the death thing right now. I think it's a phase, but like I just want to support him. Exactly. It's usually a phase. It's usually a phase. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. We're just going to get right into it. We're going to go. I want to talk uh, Tom Cruise. Yay. This is such a weird but oddly uh, kind of plausible theory though I, I will go to say did you if you haven't you've got the article yeah up i have the article the, the right photo here. is like such a bad photo just in case that, anyone's wondering i'm the only one who really reacts blindly she well i <laughs> give you the go. articles ahead of time now uh, you do but initially yeah. you were like <laughs> well, no i needed you to vamp okay you need to vamp i'll, I'll vamp any day don't worry about it we love that about you she can vamp in any situation I could, I could be like let's talk about prime numbers she'd be like let's talk about prime numbers prime numbers are a difficult concept for some people no, for me really too. see right there she's she wait just how's it like no no no, back to Tom Cruise. Okay, okay. thank you. Thank Sorry, you. Sorry, I was about to like nerd out and go like, prime numbers are we'll actually save it for easy. for a math podcast. Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, according to multiple rumors, Iron Man may be returning in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Rumors say the character is set to appear in the upcoming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness film. That's coming up very soon. That's a, a Sam Raimi project. Uh, to, to be clear, these rumors are not saying that Robert Downey Jr. will be returning to play Tony Stark. Rather, multiple reports. I always love when they see multi- multiple reports. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You're the reporter here what does that actually mean when somebody says sometimes it means reports? that other several other outlets have also unconfirmed <laughs> rumors. journalism yeah. which are like i don't okay. the definition of journalism mm-hmm. that, like what i've learned doing this is how much of uh of journalism is just copy and paste and change the order of a few words yes. and it's like it's literally an information pipeline mm-hmm. designed to to distract you well and it's funny because sometimes you'll be like oh my gosh this story's getting picked up everywhere and he's exactly the AP wire yeah. copy just recycled and pasted everywhere anyway so and they may add like a little blurb at the top or the bottom to make so it look slightly how would different. you feel about Tom Cruise stepping in as Iron Man why why wouldn't uh, that other guy do it Robbie, uh, Robert Downey Jr because technically he he died in the last uh, spoiler alert in, yeah. in, in Avengers Endgame his version of the character died but when it comes to these types of movies uh, there's a gazillion ways you can um, work around to bring characters back in this case it would be either Tony Stark from another uh, from another timeline or another Earth, my guess mm-hmm. it would be timeline, or I'm sorry, uh, from another universe. Given that it's a Doctor Strange project, and multiverse literally means multiple universes. Yeah, they really like created this wonderful loophole where they were like, beautiful. "We can do whatever we want." Is, this is true of uh, Doctor Who, right? They absolute- famously have designed it so at any given time they can carry the series on yeah. without their yep. lead actor. But uh, isn't 
Oh, wait. The How multiverse is literally just a huge writing. Uh, it's a writing workaround. You're going to see. I want to see like so many other genres be like, how do we make our own oh. version of the multi? I was talking about that the other day. Like um, romance is slightly doing that with like time travel. They're like, yeah. anything could happen if we don't know when it's happening. It, you don't know. And, uh, and if there's multiple versions of a person, then they can bring the actor back at any time. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman. Does it really make any sense? Not really. Mm. But you can. Uh, they don't you, need sense. They have Batman. You vaguely explain it and you go from there. Yeah. In, in this case, what's funny about it is like Tom Cruise is kind of an inspired choice. Him and Robert Downey Jr. are almost the same age. Yeah, uh, I just searched it up. They're so Robert, sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is like three fifty-six, year, and Tom Cruise is fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. 59. I would. Yeah. Tom Cruise looks fantastic for his age. Um, do you think he paid for that, or do you think he's got good genes? I think he. Good did, genes. I think both. No, I, I don't think it. Has, I, I think it has some to do with genes and a lot more to do with uh, the. You know, have you ever seen that meme? It says you're not you're not ugly. You're just poor. Yeah. And and it's a picture of all these celebrities who like uh, or or Elon Musk. It says when you're so rich, your hair grows back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's that's what it is. Uh, and that's not to say that they don't like. Look, he's very, I'm happy for you guys. He's yeah. very famous for like early in his career. He's like you can't just be an actor. He's like you got to work out. You got to stay in shape. You got to make yourself marketable. He was kind of that first person to push. Like you know when you know you're gonna you're, there's the time's gonna come you're gonna have to take your shirt off in a role mm-hmm. and you're gonna want that you know mm-hmm. you want them to be able to see and that's when I started to notice like most of these actors are in very very good shape now back in the day you expected yeah. the women to be in good shape because they were only gonna hire well uh, and like it's like modeling in a sense like mm-hmm. building uh, like your career depends on your looks and so therefore. Yep. Time your schedule is built in to accommodate that. It's a visual um, medium, so you have to uh, you know we're not in the eighties well, anymore when Dan Aykroyd was the what a movie star looked like. Yeah, well where like you might like have like to research for this podcast and then you record for this and also you might have a meeting later in the day and then you might have to do something for the vlog. Mm-hmm. Like those things, those appointments that you have on your professional calendar mm. when you are um when you're physical health and well-being are what your <coughs> income relies on like then you don't have a meeting yeah. like if you're a model you might go get a facial yeah. like it sounds strange but like they have the time in their professional capacity to literally make it happen yep uh and for the people who take these roles they're literally expected to put on a certain amount of muscle mm-hmm. uh, the men are uh yeah. and they have to look in shape uh, but it says it says uh, it says a plot description of the upcoming Doctor Strange sequel suggests how this all might co- might be possible. It's a it's a workaround. Mm-hmm. Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the door to the multiverse, including an alternate version of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. We saw that in the, yep. the uh, post credit scene from. Spy, or was that from? It's from Spider Man no, no Way Home. So it says, so Strange traverses the multiverse. Ooh, fantastic use mm-hmm. of traverse. Uh, he could uh, meet uh, various alternate versions of characters with uh, we are familiar with, including Tony Stark, who looks like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And then you see this down here in this photo. It's so funny. I'm like, I mean, I guess. It, it could maybe be Tom Cruise. It looks like Pedro Pascal more to me Kinda. than it looks like Tom Cruise. That looks like no one to it, me. It, it looks like a facial blob of like if Tom Cruise's face... Get, but remember there was that picture a while ago of his face getting fat in that... Uh, yeah, but he looks like uh, Norm MacDonald. He, uh, 
I don't. I don't see Norm. Uh, yes, I don't <laughs> yeah. see Norm Macdonald. There says further lending. Ru- uh, lending to these rumors is an alleged leak of Tom Cruise in a mocap suit. Although the remains are yet, to, uh, although this remains yet confirmed or yet unconfirmed, the image could very well be from the set of the new Doctor Strange feature. I'm assuming that if that's coming out this year, that the filming on that movie is already wrapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says after all, he filmed the scenes as Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. was often decked out in a similar outfit. In the image, Cruise can be seen sporting a goatee, a trademark look for Tony Stark. I mean, that's a pretty big goatee compared to, like, what Robert Downey Jr. did in that role. Maybe it's just the way it fits his face. What if Robert Downey Jr. is in it, and then Tom Cruise comes through a seam in the multiverse and looks at him, and they're like, you, me too. Like, we're both Tony Stark. And then they use that movie as a launching point for Tom Cruise, uh, whatever this is. But Tom Cruise is is older than... They um, would likely bring him in for uh, Ironheart. But that, like, Ironheart's going to be a TV show, and I don't think they can afford Tom Cruise on a TV budget. No. <laughs> likely. Uh, I don't know. He's not working a ton right now. Well, he's, he's doing... But he's still an A-list celebrity, I He's believe. as close to you get to... Uh, he's doing both... Uh, both Mission Impossibles are being filmed concurrently. The next still? two Mission Impossibles mm-hmm. are being... And those movies make more money. Is mo- this mission really impossible? Because there's been 1,200 <laughs> of them. And those movies make money every time. This impossible mission, which we currently always have to go on. He, like, he, like, I've never provides, seen any, to be he fair. He provides the mm-hmm. insurance for him because he wants to do his own stunts and he's basically you know he's his own boss now he he finances the movies himself because he can afford to do that look i have a controversial statement mm-hmm. i don't care for tom cruise same i'm not interested in him i agree and being in a movie does not make me want to go same. to it i i know this is <laughs> i i don't really like i know there was a moment where he was like a big deal and mm-hmm. i can respect well then like, people hated him for a while because of scientology and the and the jumping on the couch thing which got blown out of proportion well it's because he was celebrating that he got a newer model of a wife which i would celebrate no i'm just kidding <laughs> um no i just like nothing about him is appealing to me and i feel like he plays the same character over and over again mm-hmm. i have not <clears throat> seen him and i haven't seen very much of his work if you haven't seen vanilla sky you haven't seen uh, all of tom cruise yet yeah but then like i don't know i he i just think he's overhyped mm-hmm. do you feel I, that way i would yeah i would rather see michael fassbender as uh as tony stark same but for me I agree with you full-heartedly. I don't care for Tom Cruise. I don't care for Jennifer Aniston. Fight me. <laughs> mm, hot takes. Yeah. Hot, very hot. That's, 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 that's I like close to Jennifer a hot take. Aniston. Like, she's fine. But Tom Cruise, I'm actively sort of like, <sighs> this guy. Like, yeah. I don't know. I can respect a dude who will literally pay millions of dollars so that he no, can be off, off the side of an airplane. No, I respect that, but I just don't I think care there are a lot him. of people who, have, if they had the kind of money, they would do that. But I'm saying, but he does it and, and then profits from it. That's mm-hmm. impressive. He finds a way to profit from it. Not really. And all his movies, uh, <laughs> all his movies end up being the same, the same thing. And I kind of, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with the person finding a niche that they're good at mm-hmm. and sticking to it. I just don't think it. he's particularly... You know, he's he's not... I've never seen a performance of Tom Cruise, and I'm happy mm-hmm. to get a suggestion and watch something different, but, like, I've never been like, wow, that Tom Cruise fellow really did. Like, I could not imagine anyone cast better. Like, he's fine. <coughs> he is, uh, for for many short men, he is, like, the... That's the oh, example. Oh, so we're making this about height. I'm saying, like, I always think it's funny. He's the example they give. They're like, when somebody's like, oh, you can't, it's really hard to be a short person in Hollywood. And they're like, yeah, but Tom Cruise. I'm like, that's the exception, not the rule. And a mediocre exception at that. And they like, <laughs> and, and they use Sorry. it as like a, a thing where they're like, uh, they put him on Apple boxes. 
I, I, I still remember when I think it was Jack Reacher came out. It was like the first time they let him be short in a movie. Like he was, and they called him Reacher. Yeah, yeah. that seems real that's, rude. That's a comp. That's a that's a character that existed. Yeah, but like when you're short and you have to reach for things, <laughs> so, inappropriate play on words. Maybe that's what they were doing. That's great. Um, but like they let him, reach. they let him be short in that. Like they didn't put him on Apple boxes to make him seem taller than he was. Uh, they just kind of let him be short. So mm-hmm. that's fine, I guess. But like that doesn't like I did not like him because he was short. I just don't really care for him because. I'm never interested in what he's doing. What mm-hmm. I, I think is weird is like, he, he, they, at first I was like, I don't think they can really afford him, but now it's at a point where Marvel is such a, a juggernaut that he might be willing to do it for less money. And like just I said, like, I know Mission Impossible, like you're right, Mission Impossible filming might be, you know, a, a boon to his career. But He's like, also got Maverick, uh, top, the new Top Gun coming out. They're remaking Top Gun. No, they're co- they're, they're continuing. It's a continuation. It. It's a continuation he's uh, there there. It's I believe it has a lot to do with like the fact that he's like a, he remains a pilot his whole career. He never <laughs> he chooses to not take promotion so that he can continue to fly. I actually like the story idea. So and a lot of the the aircraft scenes in that look like they're uh, going to be game changing as far as like how they're shot. Mm-hmm. So there's interest there, but like I said, that's it's a pass uh, for me on, yep. on Tom Cruise. Okay, that's uh, I, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm more or less ambivalent about him. Except about for the it. fact that he's your short person icon. <laughs> I what don't. about Rocky? And you've named several of his movies, and you know all his current projects. But Brett's ambivalent. I know his character. I know that stuff because it's my job to know mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I could also tell you all the pro- <laughs> Miracle. Let's get Brett a Tom Cruise bobblehead first. I know. Oh my God! Yes. You know they have a Tom And I Cruise. wouldn't care because I'm because I I'm wouldn't a, care except I would love it forever. Because I'm ambivalent about it. <laughs> I'm ambivalent. You know, I just know everything about it. You know there's a Tom Cruise pillow and a plushie. There's no I such might. thing as a pillow. There's a pillow, but a okay. pillow is not a real thing. Okay, fight me. Fight me. Whatever. He's just worried about the plague. <laughs> I am uh, I'm and the pigs and the plague. I'm being accused of Tom Cruise worship and frankly I'm insulted. I didn't say worship. <clears throat> I just said it's okay to admit that you're a fan if I don't care for him. I am not. I'm not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. I love that comment. I named like two movies. I am an average fan. I here, named, here. I named, I named uh, Vanilla Sky and I named Mission Impossible of like a dude who's been acting for like 25 here you years. Go. We can buy you a face mask of Tom Cruise's smile. I don't want it. That's weird. It, it's really creepy, but I think he, he would love it. paid good money for that smile. That's, don't that's, insult Tom Cruise. Exactly, but imagine Brett wearing that around. No, I don't like it. I, I, I dislike I that and refuse to look yeah. at it. So there, there is a comment here that says, one of the leaks is real in which Tom Cruise is Iron Man in, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so there's a chance that the other leaks may be real as well. One thing they could do is, in a lot of situations like this, he'll just be a cameo. Like, he'll mm-hmm. be on screen for, like, five seconds, and that he gets... He's, he, like, shooting his own movie in the background. Yeah, like, yeah. he might have been... Be he might do it as like a you know it's it becomes like a pop culture thing in the future like remember when he did that random appearance in that movie and then and that leaves open so the door so you're saying he's trying to stay back. relevant to pop culture because mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a declining that, needs to fade into the background star that that could be I, I don't think that he really needs that though because mm-hmm. he makes because you're he a does, big fan because he makes the movies himself so he doesn't need to stay relevant because he can just finance them himself you need to but stay relevant could, when you have I to mean pay. I can't but like one could pay for their own movie and it could flop and that's cool if you're like this is what I wanted to do and I feel satisfied with that but is he doing this so that he can be like okay we're going I'm still the 90s bad boy <laughs> early 2000s so hotshot Tom Cruise he's got uh, live die repeat and repeat coming out that was uh 
Edge of Tomorrow um, was the first one from that Boo. series. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 are ones in post-production. The other one's filming. The Mummy was awful. That That is that yep. is true. Uh, and then, But for the rest, I mean, most of these projects are every few years. It's not like he's working every year. Uh, he's Sandra Bullock level. He's, Remember yeah. when we talked about her and she was like, I'm not getting enough work. And then it was like every other year, every three years, she puts out a movie. Like, yeah. He's yeah. doing fine. I get yeah. it. Like, again. There's nothing between 19 and 2022, but that's because of covid pre- prevented maverick from coming out when it was supposed oh, okay. to in 2020 um so the dude's still working uh the mission impossible movies do uh, still do really really well which to me i agree is like uh i like it because it's uh wonderfully like we talk a lot about agenda in movies and they're very wonderfully agenda free they're very mm-hmm. much uh popcorn movies that you're supposed to just go see and then either forget about or I hate you're when you talk about popcorn on this every time you guys mention going to the movies on this podcast i'm like oh, we now should go and get popcorn, popcorn. And now she wants popcorn do you want a candle that smells like popcorn no oh no thank you but i appreciate it <laughs> Well, so, sorry, that was harsh. So no, you're okay. Hannah Claire is, is it's a no as Tom Cruise uh, in a Marvel movie. In, in Miracle, it's a no. I me, just don't like Tom Cruise. Also, to be fair, it's a no for me from Tom Cruise period. all the time. <laughs> and for me, I say, meh, if it's a cameo, whatever, I say they don't even do, uh, they, they should just leave the role of Iron Man alone for yeah. now. Uh, I understand the instinct to bring it back for the Iron, they'll, they'll have to find a way to bring the character back for Ironheart if they're going to make that character make sense. But um, I don't really think they need to do Tom Cruise in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about Janet Jack. I almost covered this uh, a while ago. This is this story about Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake and the very famous, uh, we didn't talk about this, right? I think no, I ended up scrapping yet. this one. Okay. There's a documentary coming. Do you remember the Janet Jackson incident at the Super Bowl halftime I show? I don't remember it, but I remember the era and it being talked about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So there was a, a wardrobe, a very famous wardrobe malfunction in the Super Bowl in 2004. And when we first started doing this podcast, I mm-hmm. was I, I was rummaging about for things to talk about and there's a documentary that's being ma- that was made about this whole incident it's literally a hullabaloo about this yeah. whole uh uh the wardrobe malfunction and how she kind of faded from the industry but he after continued that happened in his career and he got to continue and a lot was made about it being about sexism mm-hmm. other people who take the opposite approach think it has more to do with her connections to michael jackson who mm-hmm. became persona non grata eventually later on in the industry yeah. and what this article is about is janet jackson has a a message for the internet about Justin Timberlake wardrobe malfunction backlash and she speaks out about it and mm-hmm. I thought this was a very interesting take uh, not the one I would have expected in current year it says the iconic singer speaks out about the 2004 wardrobe malfunction incident that incited such a backlash for her mm-hmm. countless for performers from Beyonce to Lady Gaga to Mary J. Blige have made their mark during the Super Bowl halftime show, but none resulted in as much controversy and speculation as Janet Jackson's performance at the 38th Super Bowl in 2004. Justin Timberlake famously pulled a certain piece of Jackson's clothing off, resulting in a serious wardrobe malfunction thereafter. The backlash from the situation, frequently referred to as Nipplegate, Somebody should put that on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, was mostly aimed at Jackson herself. However, the singer now has pointed a pointed message for the internet regarding who's is or isn't at fault. For context, in the weeks following the infamous mishap, there was a ton of uproar from politicians and viewers alike that Janet, Z- J- Janet Jackson had sexualized a family-friendly event. Mm-hmm. They speculated that it was done on purpose as a PR stunt, and as a result, Jackson was summarily disinvited from the Grammys that year. That's hard to believe. Like, that's... 
really hard for me to believe that, mm-hmm. that's crazy mm-hmm. uh her demi uh, her demita joe album was also banned from being played on mtv <coughs> and vh1 i remember none of this yeah like I, I i remember people being upset about it i don't remember the industry taking such a a proactive approach and kind of making her persona non grata mm-hmm Justin Timberlake wouldn't catch as much flack for the Super Bowl ordeal as at the time, but in the recent wake of fans questioning his treatment of Britney Spears in the early aughts, uh, people were very upset about uh, his uh, his treatment of Britney Spears. And mm-hmm. again, another thing that we can't really know all that went on. We are, we are only fed a very we're spoon fed very small, very you know mm-hmm. snippets of what happens in these people's lives, and then people develop these very strong opinions that I always get a kick out of. Mm-hmm. I always try to keep my, whatever my opinions are. Uh, leave it open to interpretation because you have to remember that you're not privy to even close to what you need to actually have an opinion on stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says uh, the former InSync the former InSync member eventually saw some backlash for how he was tre- how he, for how he was treated in 2004 versus how the rhythm of the nation singer was, and it was given the official Hulu treatment. He has publicly apologized. Yet in her new Lifetime documentary, the youngest of the Jacksons family revealed that she advised Timberlake to let her take most of the heat for the situation. Uh, her stylist, however, has some choice words for how Tim- Timberlake ultimately handled things. Jackson also said, Honestly, this whole thing was blown way out of proportion. And of course, it was an accident that should not have happened, but everyone is looking for someone to blame, and that's just got to stop. Justin and I are very good friends, and we will always be very good friends. We spoke just a few days ago. He and I have moved on, and it's the same for everyone else. It's time for everyone else to do the same. That is a refreshingly like adult approach to this yeah i do think it works to rehab her image or it makes her look good to be like to take the adult approach but i can't judge her based on what i think her motives are i can only judge her on what she's doing and what she's doing is very very mature so when was the super bowl early 2000 2004 Mm -hmm. the thing is like i applaud her sentiment here um there it's it's twofold right because i do think that this story is wild to us because he ripped her breastplate off yep accidentally on purpose who knows seems like it was an accident um and she basically flashed america with half of her chest mm-hmm. and then since then our conversations around body positivity and women's bodies and fashion have changed really dramatically i'm going to point you to what zoe kravitz wore i think last year at the vma she wore like nude underwear and then mm-hmm. a dress that was completely see-through you could see her chest yeah. kendall jenner has done this on multiple occasions on the red carpet yep. i understand that there are a lot of viewers on the um at the super bowls and it's a family event again i don't think it's fair that she was demonized but generally yeah like it must the thing that she is known for now to a whole generation like think of all of the people who were born in the 2000s who are in Mm -hmm. their 20s or or late teens who basically only know her as that girl whose clothes got accidentally ripped off not clothes part of her clothes clothing got ripped off yeah that's how i that they have never seen they probably even never seen a clip of this incident that's uh that's how you remember her yeah because mad tv they had their uh, magazine and they made fun of her and like they yeah. had a tv show where they made fun of her for that that's how i remember her the worst part of, uh, about it was for for me like thinking about it from a performer <coughs> standpoint this happens at the very end of the song right yeah when they're hitting their it's it's literally the idea of hitting your crescendo mark at the end right yeah you, you finish your performance and then you hold the paw a, a pose right mm-hmm. they don't just start moving around they have to hold that pose and really finish off 
the performance. Mm-hmm. So she was putting her artistic integrity over the, assuming that, that that's me assuming that this wasn't on purpose, mm-hmm. that it wasn't a PR stunt, and this just happened. She held the pose because that's what an artist does in this moment rather than ruin the end of the performance and cover up. Yeah, I don't know if I actually, I think that's reading a little bit of sentimental mm-hmm. uh, idealism into it. I mean, maybe she literally just couldn't tell. They're moving so much. Yes, she may not that's, have to realize it's there very, at all. Uh, a possibility. Well, it has no like greater moral meaning. Mm-hmm. I just think that like, this story is so old given the context of what we now i mean but now it's about justin now it's no longer about her now mm-hmm. it's about what he should have done in playing monday morning quarterback about he should have been more supportive of her he should have spoken out yeah. his career should have suffered more is what they're saying i i can understand that i mean i'd be curious to hear why she said she she says in the documentary apparently that she advised justin to let her take the heat for it mm-hmm. the thing about their performance and I again have very little context for what their what their dynamic was. She's older than him, right? It yeah. seemed like to me that pairing was weird from the beginning, and he was a star going up, mm-hmm. and she was sort of coming down, and they appealed to slightly different age groups. Yeah. So like, you, like they mentioned the stuff that happened with her brother Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a chance that this if that hadn't happened, no one would remember this performance, mm-hmm. and. If, if the wardrobe malfunction yeah. hadn't happened no one would remember this performance nope. and her star would have declined anyways yeah um and well, maybe, that's not bad it's just the way pop culture churns yeah maybe she just knew like oh it's like my era has kind of ended mm-hmm. and i don't want you to suffer because you're young you're rising. you're young you're a young man that's rising in stardom i want you to have a better career for me like mine is almost ending like the fans that grew up listening to me they're already old Mm -hmm. and your fans are growing up with you so i rather take the heat for it but also like how you said that's putting like a heroic spin on it i I don't Mm -hmm. know if necessarily that much thought would have been put into it It i'd like to see it Mm -hmm. do you remember i don't remember what award show it was but miley cyrus once wore this like literal like oh it was this outfit Mm -hmm. and then we we can talk cardi b and, and all the wait do you remember which one it was um i believe well, the suspenders. It's like the white thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, but the New Year's party thing that she did for this year, um, she had a wardrobe malfunction where it like came yeah. off, and, and it, she had to like cover talked, it. We which, talked about yeah. it. We know about, but like it's nowhere near that level. It would I be mean, laughed off now. It wouldn't yeah. be thought of. As and like she is not the dominant pop star she once was yeah. either. Like the the thing about all of this is like we are desensitized to um, like seeing the, exposed people's bodies mm-hmm. if that makes sense it would be like it would be like it happened if it was to happen now it would need to happen to somebody uh, of a larger cal- it would have to be like a Billie Eilish to have it happen to to have it be uh, a, but, or it would have to be or a more. Taylor Swift like, it, like the thing is like People it sounds so strange but how little of Janet Jackson was exposed mm-hmm. not that it wasn't probably embarrassing for her or like you know a big deal or like whatever but like compared to what is regularly sent know, out right? during mm-hmm. award shows like it Cardi is B. crazy to me that we're like that number one this matters at all anymore it's mm-hmm. a weird it, it's a weird uh, for however progressive this country thinks it is there's a weird puritanical mm-hmm. uh underbelly that always comes whether it's in the form of like uh i talk a lot about how uh, they hate the idea of of beautiful women um, in movies nowadays because uh, they, not because they don't want women to be beautiful, but they don't want men to be able to appreciate women being beautiful in these things. But uh, but it's still a mm-hmm. weird form of modern puritanism. But do you think like for her like her boob like sh- basically showed like half of the America? Do you think it's like the start of 
us being desensitized to no. the human body. That helped happen long before this. I think it's <clears throat> an ongoing trend. I think it's been mm-hmm. increasing over time. And like, think about um, because like literally Cardi B and Megan the Stallion they did a lesbian sexual act on the Globe and, uh, Golden Globes. And it's it's and it's portrayed as stunning and brave. Yeah, because, so um, I think this is the thing, like, the attitudes we have towards mm-hmm. um, explicit sexual content is yeah. very muddled right now. And I understand there are, are a lot of people who don't want to have ultra conservative mm-hmm. you know abstinence or like denial attitudes toward it mm-hmm. towards it but on the other hand like i cannot believe we are still talking about janet jackson well, or it's only Taylor, like, it's who a- are both not very like they're not in the center stage anymore nope. to me this is uh th- i'm only bringing this up because the backlash is now on him uh, the documentary paints him in a negative light. It does not paint her. And I wonder, I don't know if this can give you context. I mean, it sounds like this, the criticisms he got for his treatment of Britney Spears mm-hmm. came before yes. his treatment of, the, like now it's a, it's kind of like seeping cancel culture for him. The idea mm-hmm. is that he's, he's skated on all this stuff because he's a cis white male. Uh, and he's, so he got off easy in all of these instances. And so now uh, if you, you either uh, die young uh, or you live long enough to become the villain, right? So mm-hmm. he's he's going to be. He could be. You can be Hollywood's golden boy. What is uh, Justin Timberlake up to these days? He's done some movies. Does he have any current acts, albums? I know uh, he and his wife Jessica Alba, mm, Jessica not Beale, Jessica, uh, Jessica, Jessica Beale, just announced they had a second son via surrogate. Like, I imagine that you know he probably he's apologizing for things he's done in the past. A fun pastime for us all. I'm sure that for a lot of these people, producing becomes predominant. They're, they're, they've got money and they're putting money back into the industry. Yeah. In that, that <laughs> the thing is, returns. like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's like, I'm, I'm interested to see Hulu's take on it. Um, but if it's only about basically he said, she said, he did this, he should have done that. I am less interested in it. If it's a study of the way our cultural expectations for uh, the physical exposure of celebrities, I would be more curious about how that has progressed mm-hmm. over time. It will be interesting to see how in 10 years, the stuff we're talking about that's happening current year is looked on um, in future documentaries mm-hmm. in future. And like we, we had that thing where we discussed, I think you were on the show one day where I was like, we were talking about like, it was like a, a picture side by side of like the VMAs and then uh, the adult video musical. I wasn't on that day, but you mentioned it before. But yeah, like in, in all of the adult film stars are dressed in just like normal gowns and dresses and all of the Hollywood celebrities look like... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot more risque. Like, are we going to look back on this age with the same uh, lens, or you know, as culture changes, we'll eventually look back on this stuff with whatever the the progressive lens or the future lens mm-hmm. is, and we'll and we'll judge them based on their behavior. And that yeah. to me is a. I think so much of like I think I mean I wonder if you could make a connection that this was like such a shocking moment mm-hmm. that like she had this fashion malfunction, the breast plate came off, we saw mm-hmm. part of her boob. And it gave way to the, it made a connection of, for a lot of maybe stylists or people in the fashion industry, Mm -hmm. or maybe people wanting to gain more attention. The more revealing and more shockingly revealing I am, that is how I'm going to cultivate a following because that image is going to get repurposed everywhere. And like, I don't know that that's the impact. I can't say definitively that's the impact this had, but like Mm -hmm. it does correlate with an interest in people choosing to sort of, you know, wear... I don't know more exposing stuff but I don't mean that in like yeah. a pure way I mean like crazy cutouts are really mm-hmm. pushing the boundaries of what they can wear 
I don't know, like a lot of celebrities, like I think I talked to you about this one outfit that celebrities are really into right now where it's just like a see-through white cloth Mm -hmm. and they put it on top of their body. It has no form to it, but the person who made it made it into an art piece. She's like, yeah, it symbolizes like women's um, vaginal fluids. Basically, we have to appreciate how it is not be ashamed to it. So every woman who bought this dress for me, they're not the same. And I'm like, dude, they all look the same. Yeah. I love the critical mm-hmm. theory approach to everything. Yeah. I just think it's like... You but, have to deconstruct mm-hmm. everything. But um, you did ask what Justin Timberlake is up to. He's um, he's doing a post-production of Reptile. And then another thing that's going to be announced is this TV series untitled Confessions of a Dangerous Mind Project. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, he's doing those two things. The the pop star continued in the documentary that being blacklisted after the wardrobe malfunction took a toll on her, adding that she was only able to pull through because of her friends and family. In the four-part Lifetime miniseries, several of those closest to her, in fact, backed up her side of the story, saying it was all an accident. Her brother, Tito Jackson, suggested that the hoopla in 2004 was really due to mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's trial that was simultaneously gearing up. Mm-hmm. So she could have been punished for what was going on. Uh, well, and... If, or they're it, just distancing If it themselves. hadn't happened, she might have been sort of blacklisted anyway. Yep. Yeah. Too close to something controversial. Mm-hmm. Says her sister, Rebby Jackson, claimed that her own kids witnessed Janet's, Janet profusely crying immediately after the incident. I'm sure it was very yeah, uncomfortable Yeah, I, I would be humiliated even if it was an accident. Like, that would mm-hmm. be so uncomfortable for me. Yep. In this day and age of the internet, so many wardrobe malfunctions are laughed off that the 2004 Super Bowl issue is kind of an afterthought at this point, mm-hmm. but hopefully with Janet Jackson speaking the final word on it, there can, there can hopefully be some closure and respect for what has happened to her then. The full, life, the full self-titled Janet Jackson documentary is available to stream on Lifetime and A&E. Um, and I know the Hulu one uh, as well. Uh, it's just crazy to me that like they're going back there and they're judging Justin Timberlake based on like what he was. I, I'm guessing that he didn't have a choice. That like she w- whether she told him that or not, his mm-hmm. handlers, his manager, his business manager, his agent are all going to be like, you cannot speak on this. You have to do this, this, and this. Your career has uh, got infinite growth potential mm-hmm. right now we need you to catapult your, you know because everyone who has uh, a stake in his career is going to tell him to not address it because mm-hmm. it directly affects their bottom line mm-hmm. right how much of that is him like being a bad person how much of that is just him being a businessman in an industry where morals and business very often do not are not going to intersect in a positive way sure well it makes me think as you're saying that of there's a, a clip of um your favorite girl Zendaya uh, at I guess the Spider-Man the most recent Spider-Man pr- yeah. premiere and it's out that she and Tom Holland are dating and she's wearing a really beautiful dress that's got a like very deep V in the front, in front of her and window. she goes to like sort of adjust herself and he stands in front of her and like it, there's an interest and people are like he's so respectful and like I think that is classy mm-hmm. and respectful mm-hmm. like good job for both of them it is there's an interesting concept of like had his had he responded with like I should have stepped in front of her would that have been considered anti-feminist like there are so many moments that like are difficult to navigate that could have hurt or helped their either one of their careers you're going to be judged either way it doesn't matter and well it does it matters but you know ultimately I think it is a show of character like he could have said something he didn't really you know, and maybe it's good that he ha- now has to. And if she told him it. not to, would it be disrespectful to, like, for him to do it anyways? And mm-hmm. I think ultimately, like most of America has moved on. Yeah. Like the real consequences were felt by her. 
and it's hard to say give the context of what else was happening with her family if she would not have felt a disruption in Mm -hmm. her prominence at that time yep i don't know so you like when because you're younger uh so when you think of janet jackson this is all you probably know of her um i just remember her for this and them being michael jackson's sister okay because Uh, they vaguely look like i uh, the nose the nose Uh, like because she did surgery Yeah. yeah yep so yeah i don't know that's uh it is kind of sad like imagine having that career and that becomes all you're known for mm-hmm. i don't know anything about her career to like, be honest like I, I when you said she was the rhythm of the nation singer i was like oh i don't even know mm-hmm. what that song it's, is uh, but imagine having your own successful career and then you end up having one incident that defines all of it. well she's known as yep. michael jackson's sister yep. mm-hmm. and for this wardrobe malfunction gotta yep. be hard to be uh no. the, the brother or sister of somebody that uh, that famous and that infamous yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe this documentary might turn her career around. But can you list the song that she's known for? I can't. Not off the top of my head. Mm. Rhythm of the Nation, but Rhythm. only because they said it in yes. the article. Yeah. Um, and also, I think she was involved in the in We Are the World when they did We Are the World with Michael Jackson. I think she played a part in that. Oh, that's uh, cute. Um, or maybe no. When they did the 25th anniversary edition, I think she sang the Michael Jackson part of that performance i could be Mm. wrong about that but yeah like in this day and age it's hard to believe that they'd hold that against her let the let her move on and hopefully the documentary helps bring some closure to her so explain why they're still holding it on to her like what's the mentality i don't know if they i think i don't think they're holding it against her now i think Mm -hmm. what's become is like this is a greater conversation of the way women and men are treated were treated especially at Mm -hmm. that time like it was her fault that this had happened Um, when that's not the truth when that wasn't or, th- that mm-hmm. it largely seems to be not the truth yes. yeah um versus like he never had to answer for it mm-hmm. um but and one could now yeah, one could say technically it did not happen to him and these people are all speaking through it at that time it wasn't twitter you weren't just going on and tweeting your thoughts about what happened now he would be pressured the instant that inc- if that happened if it was a, still a big deal in current and i year. still think like i said before he would his pr team like in the moment you know you're right they're holding a pose maybe she didn't realize she was exposed like whatever yeah he didn't like i i've never seen the video so maybe he did step in front of her maybe he whatever i mean mm-hmm. i have no idea i literally don't know because this this moment that gets talked about all the time is so foreign to me it's like a rumor yeah. that we all know about mm-hmm. um but you know his pr team would have the same challenge of well do you say this kind of thing or is that perceived as anti-feminist or anti-body body positivity i or can't do you imagine trying to stay out of it because it's her and you want to you know i just I think either way he'd be facing these issues. I can't imagine having to be a PR person in the year in the age we live in right now. You literally you can't win mm-hmm. on almost any issue. Yeah, I'd only want to be a PR person to for someone who had really strong values that were like similar to ones I believed in because like then you fall back to your mission statement all the time yeah. and it you know, I'd be interested in being a PR person, not that I would be, for someone who is countercultural, meaning that they are not trying to constantly accommodate. Mm-hmm. I always reference Taylor Swift's PR team whenever we talk about her, like trying to always stay on message and whatever, like seems seems exhausting and uncreative to me. And uh, I'm guessing that most of them, if you have a team, are they work? do you think they're working with one person at a time or do they have multiple clients? Because then you're right. You can't be, uh, it can't be uh, on, a ver- on the basis of morals because they're going to have different clients with different values. And well, different- and their business is to, to stay relevant and to yeah. mm-hmm. make sure that you are always generating income so miracle would you like to be a pr person technically my job is kind of like pr i think dane is technically pr for us isn't he uh he's or, no he's social big, he's he's a promotion but he is a big part of it too 
your uh, your customer service. Yeah, in a way, uh, you have to you have to be good mm-hmm. with people. I think yeah. if you like made a structure, you could put a customer service person under the like um, HR and mm-hmm. public relations umbrella banner. Yeah. I don't know because like you have to like be a people pleaser like there is sometimes where people they don't interpret their own emails correctly <laughs> so because like Alice and I talk about it sometimes there was one person that got upset with me because they said I didn't read the email right and she read it and she was like but she did though okay <laughs> yeah it, it just depends because like it's like a certain form of PR okay maybe you could do that mm-hmm. in, the, in the future you could look into a career as a PR person uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. No? I need a, if you want me to work for PR, I need somebody who is not controversial that or like very low ground. Actually, I think being controversial would be better because then it's like you, you expect it rather than uh, trying to maintain a perfect image well, all the time. Well, OK, I think like the thing is said. it depends on who it is. Right. Yeah. But for a lot of controversial, especially people who are against some of the more modern narratives, mm-hmm. you can stay ahead of message. Whereas people who are trying to conform to a message that Hollywood or culture or uh, a policy is putting out are always behind the message. Mm-hmm. They're reacting to keep up. Yep. And I would rather be cre- creating my own message. I mean, it's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I think Joe Rogan is so popular because yep. yeah. you don't know what to expect. It's one of the reasons Donald Trump was so like, he had some core values, but people were like, what is about to happen here? And he set the narrative mm-hmm. that politics then dominate politics for basically four years. Well, now for you- me, I can't do it because like, um, I feel like I'd be really stressed out because I don't know how to figure it out because sometimes um, when Donald Trump says something, it's just on the fly and you have to scramble around. Oh, no, no, no. I would never want to be like, mm-hmm. that must be an exhausting job or like some more erratic celebrities yeah. who are just like, this is how I feel you, today. You don't even mm-hmm. have to be erratic. Like, look at, like, I was looking at the story about this voice actor who's like going to do NFTs and yeah. I was like, sucks to be this guy because he doesn't know that right now there's just a group of people in the world who just hate NFTs. Like, I want to normalize the idea that you don't have to have a strong opinion on everything. Thing, right mm-hmm. so the, like these people they heard somewhere from someone sometime that nfts were bad for the environment and they're not good at at, at figuring these things out so they're just like now it's bad do you guys mm-hmm. have merch uh, um, no, I think you guys should have a merch t-shirt that says uh, no strong opinion. Normalize. That's just it. No, it just says the word no strong no. opinion. You heard this right now, Jessica. Jessica watches these. Dude. You we, heard an idea. I want need, it to be really plain and just yeah. in like good font, like no strong opinion. We mm-hmm. need to get back to an age where you don't have to have a, a, a strong like live or die opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. Like I love the idea that I can just about certain things and just be like, eh. Like, yeah, you don't have like no. Well, and the reality is like people think about politicians like who are, you know, you traditionally get politicians. I think this is true of maybe celebrities or mm-hmm. public figures in a lot of ways. Like they have teams of people who develop their platforms or ideas or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they focus don't, groups that tell them what they're supposed they to They may have instincts and whatever, but like down to the brass tacks, like details of their policies, like there are people behind them supporting them. And yep. I think it's a lot of pressure on an individual to be like well-read on every single thing mm-hmm. and have strong opinions on things, especially when like the reality is an NFT may not impact your life at all. Yep. Nope. Exactly. Like you don't need to care that much that you're out. Uh, but that's what's happening right now. People are like, uh, they're like jumping on the NFT bandwagon. Like, uh, like I'm glad I'm like, I, I think they're kind of useless and I think the fad that's going to die out, but I don't really care one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Other people feel like you have to have these insanely strong core principled opinions about every topic in the world. And as we know, the people who believe that tend to believe that they have the right answer mm-hmm. about absolutely everything. And magically 
they're never wrong. Yeah. Uh, and you're never given room to be wrong yeah. because you have to you have to conform to whatever they believe. And it just so happens that all of these people are on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I think that people mistake having a strong opinion for having strong morals or strong uh, ethics. That's interesting. And I, if you want to be the loudest person in the room and shout your opinions from the hilltops, go ahead. But I feel like in my life and in my, you know, just my anecdotal experience, yeah. the people who I respect, whose decisions I would rely on, whose judgment is is valuable to me, um, have a strong sense of who they are and what their where their boundaries and values lie. And mm-hmm. that is not the same thing as having a strong opinion or constantly espousing a strong opinion Mm -hmm. very very like you don't need to always like sometimes you just it's nice to just not be heard Mm -hmm. to me (laughs) how do you feel about that miracle she's like i don't have a strong opinion about it i just don't care for nfts and like no nfts no tom cruise yes yeah my official stance on miracle today yeah but also you don't really need to be out there like how you guys are saying like you don't need to be out there voicing your opinion you can just sit on the sidelines it's fun sometimes to watch people and crash and burn if a celebrity is like i'm making this nft Mm -hmm. you can just be like well that's stupid and then move on with your day yeah like i don't know people don't do that that's the weird part like people won't let it go you're because of the way social media Mm -hmm. works now you have to live every day as if you're running for president of the united states of america you have to have a strong opinion pressure and it's too much pressure well it's they it's you have to have a strong opinion but then in the ways like when I was like in high school or mm-hmm. applying, I don't, I think I was in early high school when I got on Facebook. That was like the yeah. first social media I was on. And I, she didn't put it in these words, but I have come to understand it. Like mm-hmm. the internet doesn't die. And so the things that you put on, on Facebook, you don't, you have to act like you could never take them back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with Twitter, same with whatever. You have to trust yeah. There's that. There's no edit button on that, Twitter. You that even if you delete it, it's archived somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so in that idea of like, act like you're running for president, like act like you are going to be public. It's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. right? And it's not always health, a healthy way to act on social nor, media. Nor is it authentic. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, we don't treat you know we we act like that like we have to have an opinion about everything when really we don't mm-hmm. but we don't take it seriously when we think about the content we the ways we expose ourselves online like yeah. it's this weird dichotomy where you don't i don't know there's a bug isn't there yes there yeah is. okay anyways mm-hmm. let's move on let's move on. so in other words we don't have a strong opinion uh, we don't on, on, on this i i in fact on the topic of having strong opinions i don't really have all that strong of i just want someone <clears throat> on the comment of these youtube videos to let us know would you buy a no strong opinions t-shirt do mm. not make one of your own we're making it yes we're going i to have now it. inserted myself into this process yes. well like you said you want a simple design like if we had something like that would you want it above your heart that says um says that like it's a small it's a normal font it's like maybe times numeran like We'll, we'll brainstorm after yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to shoot this. Eh. 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 I think they already have it, but I didn't like the design for it because the font was too big. Eh. I like small font designs. I want you to make um, Valentine's Day cards that says that thing. Eh. Uh, you're not ugly and your personality is so-so. Yeah. <laughs> we can all uh-huh. give them to our friends. That's yeah, That's true. It's as high of a compliment as you can But speaking someone. about like not having an opinion on anything, how do you feel about no sex scenes with Pam and Tommy. Getting us back on track. Yes. Um, Lily James defends sex scene in Pam and Tommy as essential. I really don't know how they were going to do this without uh, 
putting this in there. Mm. It does also mm-hmm. speak to this weird return. Like we were just talking about uh, Puritanism mm-hmm. and like how far society has, how much society has changed uh, re- referring to Janet Jackson. Yet in here we're talking about real life incidences and somehow this scene was supposed to like, they're not supposed to take the artistic, uh, they're supposed to take the artistic integrity out of it for the mm-hmm. sake of people's feelings. Mm-hmm. So it says, Lily James has public def- publicly defended the steamy sex scenes in her upcoming TV series based on the volatile relationship between Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Every time I say Tommy Lee, I want to say Tommy Lee Jones, but, mm-hmm. I, but I don't. Someone else. But very what different. What is Tommy Lee known for? Uh, he's a rock star. Oh, okay. The hotly anticipated show is set to air on Wednesdays, February 2nd, on Wednesday, February 2nd, and stars uh, Lily as Pamela Anderson alongside co-star Sebastian Stan, who is set to play the Motley Crue drummer, Tommy. Uh, otherwise known as Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, early reviews suggest watchers will be subject to a number of saucy sex scenes in the show with a particular focus on the infamous 90s sex tape between Pamela and Tommy that was leaked to the public. That's literally what she's famous for. Okay, it's not mm-hmm. what she's famous for. She's famous that's for a lot of things. But it's for. what mm-hmm. she's infamous for. Absolutely. She started as a Playboy bunny. Yes. Uh well, she started in Baywatch. But, yeah, but she's also known for that, too. Uh, Lily told The Sun, <laughs> quote, We felt the sex scenes had to be part of the story and had to be essential to the script in progressing their relationship and looking at what happened. Especially if they're looking at it from an out... Uh, if it's supposed to be a perspective of like how the public saw them. Like mm. that's a big part of it. it. Says it was really great. It was really great. Constant conversation and nothing was set in stone. Lily revealed she did heaps of research on the Baywatch star in order to prepare for the role. She said, "Quote: She was one of the biggest stars on the planet and an icon. I got a lot out of this. It was definitely the biggest acting challenge of my life. It it felt alive. I really loved that." The British actress even admitted that her regret in not stealing the infamous red swimsuit from the costume department she was filming. I want you to look at this picture of, of her. Mm-hmm. She looks exactly like her. Yeah, I saw a trailer for it's this. It's creepy uh-huh. wow. how much she looks like. Just, Sebastian Stan looks kind of mm-hmm. like Tommy Lee. She looks exactly like her. I hope like someone her. saw this actress and was like, you know who you could play, oh, and then they wrote yeah. the movie afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want to point out, have you ever watched the T, um, TLC TV show, My um, Greatest Obsession? No. My weird obsession. My weird. Thank yes. you. Um, no, I a, haven't. No. Oh, okay, okay. But I know the but, name of the show. Isn't that mm, weird? Yeah. So basically, there's a girl that did plastic surgery to look like Pamela Anderson, and she traveled all the way to LA, like, um, to Hollywood to cast, like, be a part of Hollywood because she was so like, she was so into Pamela Anderson so much Ma- that she like basically said, "I can be an actress. I act like Pamela Anderson." And they're like, "Okay, can you show us your pitch?" And she was acting like Pamela Anderson, and they're like, "You can't, you can't do this. Like, we're not gonna hire you because Pamela Anderson is kind of old and <laughs> it's not, it's not as popular as you think it is. So bye." She could do it on like uh, Hollywood Boulevard the way women be Marilyn Monroe and Charlie Chaplin. Pamela Anderson impersonator. She kind of does that. Like she does that not on that road. She does it online. Okay. So that's how she makes her money. But imagine her now going like, I auditioned for this and they didn't hire me for this. I can't tell if this one here is her mm-hmm. or Pamela Anderson. No, it's her. So it doesn't have a caption on it. It, ju- it just, it just gives credit to that's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, uh, the British actress even admitted, yeah, she, so it says, uh, she revealed, I asked to keep it, and they said, no, I should have just stuck it in my handbag. She's, she's right. She mm-hmm. should Don't ask permission. 
uh, seek Apologize later. Yeah. Uh, Pamela and Tommy uh, were bound on a whirlwind romance as they married in Cancun just six weeks after they met in December 1994. The pair were then embroiled in a sex tape scandal and filed a $10 million lawsuit in an attempt to prevent the tape from being published. Even in 94, you couldn't prevent this mm-hmm. stuff from getting out. Imagine thinking you had a, what's that one? It was one of the Kardashians is like trying to get like one of her, like uh, like an edited photo of her offline. Yeah. Like, is that Chloe? That's yeah. Like, it's like somebody, yeah. like imagine thinking you can put the genie back in that bottle you cannot uh it is it is uh not possible i also want to point out did you know that lily james is the sixth cousin of george bush really <laughs> that's a Does weird he make fun a fact. cameo in this movie uh that would be awesome i mean he would have been no he wouldn't have been present yet but dad uh, that he could be in the campaign Herbert walker was the dad right Yes. Yes. W. Yeah. W. Yeah. So it says they. It says. However, the suit was uh, eventually dropped, and the pair called off their marriage in 1998. The the lawsuit, not the swimsuit. <laughs> uh, the share. The two share sons, Brandon, 25, and Dylan, 24. Imagine being there, like kids, like. I wouldn't want to be famous, man. Mm-hmm. Lots of former Playboy Playboy bunnies have kids. Hugh Hefner has children. But uh, uh, when we talked about that very recently, to, uh, it says. Uh, but if then you look at this up and look, just look at how much Pamela Anderson still ends up in. Like these are all these articles are like four years old, a year ago, two years ago. But they go back, and it, it, may, it may, makes you think just how long she's been part of the public eye. Even as like she had that famous roast, I think that like they did a roast of Pamela Anderson that I mm-hmm. think was very popular. Uh, I just. Um, I mix Pamela Anderson up with Anna Nicole Kidman pretty yes, regularly. Yes, yes. Um, I, I get her, and I also think of like when you think of this era. Okay, like think guys of, were like saying like, "Oh, they're talking about her." I was like, "Didn't she die?" Think of Anna Nicole. Think of her, and then think of like Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. They all kind of have the same look. Mm-hmm. It's very mid nineties. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you think about like? Is it weird that they wanted them to take the scene out? That, that there's people that thought that the, that it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. My general opinion on sex in writing or in movies or tv is i i like to leave a lot of um room for director's choice whether they want to have a graphic sex scene or not like obviously within the bounds of like what's pornography and what's not but i think that sex sells and so there's an uh, there is an instinct to put sex scenes in Mm -hmm. uh because they think it'll draw more viewers in right yeah and to that end i always think personally i'd rather like, does it actually advance the story? Like, I could see yes, clips of the sex tape maybe are necessary, right? Yes. Is it just scenes of them wildly hooking up, like, yep. throughout the rom- romance? Like, do you actually have to show them literally having sex, or can you show them, you know, on their way to the bedroom, or, like, are there ways to artistically depict this? And, yeah. again, that's personal uh, preference, because I think that relying too heavily on, uh, <coughs> like, reenacted sex can be maybe, a, uh, like, a way to give something more tension than mm-hmm. it actually has naturally. Yep. Um, I, I sometimes I leaving know. it out can be. I don't know if that necessarily works in a story like this would, about a relationship this tumultuous. I feel like a way to show it that, really depends. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, are these incidents really fueling? Are they giving you an insight into the way these characters in, yeah. and they know they're real people, but mm-hmm. in this show, uh, interacted, or is it just like? look at this hot couple like doing whatever you know like that maybe is more to try and draw in an audience which I I don't care for as much Mm -hmm. I find it interesting here it says Tommy Lee approved of the series being made and discussed it with Sebastian Stan I would like to know whether 
Pamela Anderson approved uh, of the series being made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be able to to answer that. I mean, wouldn't they say it if she had? But, yeah, they they like she, they got her seal of approval. Um, and if she didn't consent, like, or I assume she had to consent on some level because, like, portraying her story and her likeness. I mean, I know she's a public figure, but like, I wonder. I don't know. So uh, there, like, the, there are legal barriers. Mm-hmm. There's a thing here. It says uh, Lily James, Pamela, Pam, and Tommy explore sex tape scandals, double standards, and sexism. Harsher fallout for Anderson. I think part of that's because uh, as a sex symbol, the act of sex in this case, it is, uh, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with double standards for women and men. But as a woman who is a sex symbol, uh, it kind of hits to the core of what her marketable skills were in the industry. I don't mean that in a derogatory way mm-hmm. that she's sell- he's selling rock and roll Sex, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but the rock and roll is the paramount role of his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, his personal life comes into it. Maybe it adds to his character. It is odd that as somebody who is a literal sex symbol, for her, it doesn't, uh, you know. See, I think that like people who idolize someone as being very sexy or they fantasize about mm-hmm. them, like depictions of them having sex with someone else are therefore like upsetting yeah. because you build this weird attachment to it and it feels like a form of betrayal to some people yep, yep. and I think that's like deeply subconsciously psychological but I wonder if there is this relationship between like how people perceived her and fantasized her versus like the reality of who she was they We'd say never don't live up to <laughs> to expectations right and anyways. also like that's to me like one of the dangers of uh, overtly coveting and mm-hmm. fantasizing about someone like that who you don't really know. Erotomania, right? Yeah. When you have, you imagine you have a relationship with a celebrity and you don't. Um, when you think of, you're young, when you think of Pamela Anderson, what, do you, what comes to mind to you? Baywatch. Baywatch. Because uh, American Dad made a, a parody episode where Roger pretends to be Pamela Anderson because he wanted to be part of Baywatch but he didn't realize the show was already canceled. Uh, <laughs> it's but that's fascinating like to even to the younger generation. So her knowledge of this person isn't firsthand through the work she's done. Mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson was an a- was an actress. I mean, she didn't just do Baywatch, mm-hmm. she did other stuff too. She did uh, the show VIP, I vaguely remember yeah, and uh, Barbarella also- and uh but I'm saying but your mm-hmm. knowledge of her comes from uh an interpretation of her yeah. from a third party. Well, also, I remember her from scary movies um, where she was in one spoof where she was like a superhero and she was pretending to be um, Mrs. Fantastic. Mrs. Fantastic. She yeah. also, um, what was the, she was in the show, the movie Barbarella. Uh, I think so. I think I passed by it when I was looking on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, I don't, I've never Barbed seen. Barbed Wire. I'm sorry, not Barbarella. Uh. Barbed Wire. Uh, yeah, scary movie. Like, so, like, her most recent thing mm-hmm. is 18 and over, which is in 20... It says 28. No, it's in post-production. Now, oh, wait. So. No way. She was in the Scooby-Doo movie? Apparently. No way! Invisible Girl from 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, she, it's like, she's got uh, stuff. Like, she's still working in, mm-hmm. in the industry. Like, most of the stuff, it's smaller. But, you know, that's music video, music video. Mm-hmm. Pa- pa- so, she's... Uh, she, she uh, RuPaul music video almost oh, famous tv series i don't even remember them making an almost famous tv series 
Um, so it's not like she's not working. She's still a part of the industry. Mm-hmm. It is crazy to me. Like, I imagine that this has got to be different. Like, this is why I would never want to be a celebrity. Not because of how hard it is in the moment, but then you have to be second guest and armchair quarterbacked about your entire life mm-hmm. 20 years later by by artists who are now trying to make their own name for themselves yeah. in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's like a vicious cycle that will eventually it will come back around to you. Mm-hmm. So, But I don't know. Like, good for her. She's still working. Yep. So I don't know. That's uh, uh, I imagine that's very difficult. Like to be in an industry where you're, like you said, you're reliant on your image as a sex symbol, and then as that changes as you're older, you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. And you have well, to it's supposed to be like, I mean, I'm, it's, it's private. I'm sure she did not want that tape. No, to get she out. didn't. I'm sure. And then to be like, well, you're a sex symbol, so you shouldn't care. Like, mm-hmm. no, yeah. that's not fair. And the guy's just like, I don't care. I, I you know, I, I'm sure. Like for for him. That just boosts his image as a rock star mm-hmm. and, you know, and a sex symbol. So there is a double standard there. Like, she's literally known for being a sex symbol. So is he, but in a different way. Well, and, like, in some ways, maybe it's, like, a boon to his career, especially if people didn't know about him or, like, whatever. Whereas, like, for her, it's, like, you can't really get over it. I've heard actresses talk about, like, nudity clauses and contracts. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. once you appear nude on camera, like, even, yeah. you know, whatever aspect of your body is out there like there is no coming back from that and you it's very difficult to then be like well i won't do it again yeah mm-hmm. because like you already did it yep uh i'm sure that some of them change like if, like after they've uh, if they've had kids or they just get old you know they've got kids now and they don't want that uh or just like what again. if you don't want to have to be like if you were a talented actor or actress and it was like coming down to you or someone else for the role and they're like well would you be willing to appear partially nude on camera and you said no and they're like well we're giving it to the other person then mm-hmm. is that that's like a question is like does the story need that shot to exist yep. or like is that sort of this desire to push the boundary on exposure kind of like we talked about with janet jackson like yeah. our idea of like what we need to see physically from mm-hmm. our actors has, pro- has changed a lot in over time yeah there was, uh, I, I, and now I wish I remembered what it was. I was reading an article about somebody who uh, <coughs> recently, I, I think it wasn't from Yellow Jackets, but somebody, because that doesn't have a season two, somebody else who was talking about how they had to amend their contract in season two for a show because they felt that the, they, or they, they couldn't amend their contract, but they asked the director, can you please lessen the amount of nudity from my character? Mm-hmm. I would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to worry about whether the director's like, can I work with this? You know, will it change that? Will it fundamentally change? Well, and the if show? you already signed a contract, like they yep. could say no. Yep. Mm-hmm. They could just say no and you got to do it. So, and uh, you've already put your physical form out there mm-hmm. already. Like and there's those, no taking it back. And those clauses, like, like in the show power, um, the, all the actors, men and women, had to sign nudity clauses, and mm-hmm. you couldn't get out of it. Like you had to do it. So, yeah. uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I think that this is one of the. These are topics that like almost all require more than just twenty minutes of talk. Like all of these, you could go on for hours. It's just and, a reoccurring theme that I yeah. think we'll all be struggling with for you know the next decade. We mm-hmm. will have this conversation again regarding other somebody else and it will say it in a different way. Kim maybe, Kardashian TV show uh, how she became famous. That will that will be a thing mm-hmm. eventually. That that will be a thing. What what would it be called? I think called? it's called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I've yeah. heard of that. Well, I've yeah, heard. Yeah. Oh There's some goodness. clip of her being mm-hmm. like I just wish I could do a documentary about my life and her mom's in the background being like, yeah, maybe you should call it Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Imagine if there was a way to make a show about your life from day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, Adele is back in the news. Um, Oh, joyous. I brought this up because you 
and me talked to Dell last time more. Uh, Miracle's like, eh, I don't really care much about Adele. She's like, that uh, Tom Cruise and Adele. We're just over that. <laughs> I'm so like, over it right Miracle's now. Miracle's like, throw me a bone here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says, Adele's Las Vegas residency may not go forward at all. I feel like there's like millions of dollars just disappearing from like the contract disputes that got, have to come from that, oh my right? Oh, gosh. Uh, to reach the, uh, as uh, Caesar's Palace and Live Nation tried to reach deal with Singer over various disputes after furious row, Again, this is the Daily Mail uh, with designer. I will always point that out whenever I whenever I see something like that. Uh, it says uh, it's like we're saying. He's saying Daily Mail because it's a British publication, mm-hmm. and, and they use the word "row," uh, and they threw it in the bin. Uh, uh, Live Nation and Caesar's Palace are allegedly struggling to strike a deal with Adele fast enough to save her Las Vegas residency. Adele dramatically withdrew from her three-month engagement at Caesar's Palace just hours before her first show. How does this make it took hours before the first show before it starts? Well, because you can start saying hours. Like, you say you say days before, but then it's like, if it's under 24, technically it's, it's hours. hours so, like, like how, how, is, how is this even a thing that, like, something with this much money riding on it ends up being a, a problem, and now it might not happen at all? Like, can you imagine, like, uh, at least look at it from their perspective. Now she's going to look utterly unreliable mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. To a, for a, a place like this. Uh, like, maybe she can go do her concerts. You know, she'll do her tours again. That'll be fine. But for a, a thing like this where residency at, like, a hotel, that's, like, a prestigious thing to do. There's a list down here See, of, like... I I know it is prestigious, but also I think of it as someone who has sort of, like peaked in their touring that's mm-hmm. what i thought and so like in some ways like maybe she doesn't want to kind of send that signal that she has like not peaked or plateaued but like it's something you do yeah. when you have like a cult following of fans who will regularly turn up to see you or like is it billy joel who was in residency at madison square garden mm-hmm. for like a long time like he's older he doesn't want to travel all the time it like, lists it lists the top 10 uh residencies at this hotel right or mm-hmm. like las vegas residencies of all time and the money they make for it and uh celine dion is number one and number two for various for different tours at 385 million from 2003 to 2007 at caesars to the 296 million from 2011 to 2019 but is that probably all after like she again she's a cult following she's like there are people who love her music she was already traveled older. to see her and she has passed her touring like yeah. i think of like peak touring fi- time for artists for musicians as like when they are still capitalizing on the momentum that their growing fan base has celine mm-hmm. dion's first uh tour dates or like uh, residency dates was 2003 my heart will go on was well out of the the cycle right by that period i would think say adele is still in in a good i guess not really disagree i um, just think one of the challenges rolling in the deep was like 2012 yeah i think she's already she's already peaked in terms of touring i'm not saying creatively or anything like that but also um her album which people were excited about, you know, stumbled. It didn't have the same, it didn't capitalize on the same build. And now she it doesn't have, have the leverage she thought she, yeah. mm-hmm. she would. Uh, I, I, I almost feel bad for her in, in a way. Could, but also, you know, she's older now. She has a kid. Like maybe being in residency somewhere is nice for her because yeah. it gives stability to the rest of her life. Yep. Same with Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Britney Spears. Britney Spears was like she's number she's on this list as well as number four, mm-hmm. uh, 137 million at Planet Hollywood. I forgot Planet Hollywood was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, however, Caesar's Palace are unsure whether a satisfactory deal with Adele is possible at all amid the various disputes uh, sources in their camp said. The resort is aiming to strike a deal with Adele early enough that she will be able to begin performing in the middle of 2022. So we're talking like six months uh, on the mic. Oh, hello, sir. Yes. <laughs> 
He's a nice guy. Ah. Meanwhile, Adele's Las Vegas casino set has been packed up and shipped off-site for, for, from the Coliseum after she pulled out of the residency. The set fire to the rain singer tearfully announced that she just ain't ready last week. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wonder if how much of it is like... Uh, a very, very um, passionate artist that just doesn't want to settle for less uh, and now, like, is willing to, like, burn it all down, like, to yeah. let it all go because it's not exactly Like, if she has to put her name on it, she wants it to be top quality. I can respect that. Yeah, I can like, too. I can't respect... I guess it's the same. She's, am I really going to feel bad for a gazillion dollar enterprise casino? Uh, I'm as pro capitalism as the next guy, but. Well, I, and like if it falls apart, like what, let's say her team has disputes with, is it Caesar's Palace yeah. who's hosting mm-hmm. her? Yep. If someone else in Las Vegas is like, we'll work it out. Well, you can come here. Or like if she's like, I couldn't do it, so I'm going on tour. Like, it, depending on how she pivots, or if you're if if this residency is like a product that she's now bidding out to other venues, yeah. like it will sort of see what what comes next, and we might get more information about why it's falling apart. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's still pretty vague, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very, very vague. And then there's all this other stuff coming out. I found this article. It's like uh, Adele hold up with Rich Paul after volatile romance added to Vegas drama. It's like she can't win, man. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I I almost feel bad for her. It's uh, Adele has been hold up with her boyfriend Rich Paul after their volatile relationship. Re- allegedly uh, contributed to the cancellation of her Vegas residency. Again, her, we, their, her relationship is volatile or it's is allegedly volatile? or They're alleged- volatile. Do we know that for sure? That's why I said allegedly. We don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, after she dramatically canceled her dates at Caesars Palace, causing an outcry from fans who spent thousands on tickets, the singer went straight to the NBA manager's Beverly Hills home and has remained there ever since. Uh, insiders say that they're, the pair have been trying to fix things and Paul is helping renegotiate the contract of the Vegas casino. I guess having like a, an, like a, uh, a man, like what do they call it? He's a management. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, mm-hmm. ma- he's management in the NBA, so he knows a thing or two about contracts. Yeah. Uh, a source knows that the 33-year-old musician told Page Six she and Rich have been fighting and their relationship was volatile before she canceled her date. So she's got personal issues. Like, I feel like, I do feel bad. Like, like I said, if it's about her in the hotel, uh, I can feel bad for the hotel having to scramble and do all this stuff, mm-hmm. but I have more of a, I, I guess it's easier to connect with a single individual who like she recently got divorced. She did all this work to change her physical image and she got flack for that. Like yeah. it feels like she can't win right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no wonder if it's a question of just thought, like if you're going to change so much about yourself and be rejected repeatedly by this industry, like why don't you turn to your team and I hope you have trusted people in your corner that you can be like, well, then I don't want to participate in it this way. Like what's mm-hmm. something different that I can do? You yep. know what I mean? And it seems like right now she's stuck fighting the system that she doesn't seem satisfied with anyways. Yeah. She's uh, maybe like in the early days, the, the art, necessarily came first because uh her image played a lot of that right she was not looked at as like the the typical image of what hollywood beautiful or like celebrity beautiful was and that helped her in a lot of ways because Mm -hmm. it it set her apart from the crowd and now she has she feels better about herself physically and the art but the art isn't keeping up the way it did before and that's maybe struggling uh and she's struggling to find a way to fit both of them into how she portrays herself to the public and through this industry yeah. now and that can't be an easy thing to navigate yeah, uh, in a, in an industry as uh complex and multifaceted as this which is as how whatever you feel about what the music is as it comes out so many layers go into creating these productions that uh, I, I can't imagine that it's very easy to handle when you're now effectively both a performer 
and a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll ever get like a full on like Hulu treatment documentary of like here is why this went wrong? Maybe because they did that for Firefest. Mm. For what? Firefest. What's that? You remember the one with um, <clears throat> where basically they asked people to pay tickets and it was oh. supposed to be on ja Rule. Pa- yeah. Yeah. The 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 ham sandwich thing like a festival with all yep. your favorite uh, uh, influencers or celebrities yeah and it was going to be on a private island yeah and yep. it, it just ended up being uh, it was terrible and like they already have a documentary on Hulu for that and then they the, did the Astro World one yep, too that got they pulled did that. so the mm-hmm. like Hulu's cornering the market on like if you're a musician you have an event that goes wrong we're all over it, it, it yep. like if you're a musician and Hulu comes to you run they they, <laughs> they don't want to make you look good man yeah. uh between so so that they, they had uh, Astro World they had what was it called Firefest Fire they have the Janet Jackson thing yep. they have now now they're going to eventually do Adele and uh everything else that they goes wrong they did the Britney one also mm-hmm Hulu's like they're like, like we know what people now want to watch. Some mm-hmm. famous, some fantastic executive sat down one day and he's like, "We're gonna corner the market on just awful PR." Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like when a YouTuber makes a video like explaining the drama between two other YouTubers, right? Like, yeah. there's this industry for like one place you can go to be like, "What are all the aspects of this thing?" Yeah, mm-hmm. because I don't have time to look through the internet for it, but also I want to be well-rounded enough to discuss this with my coworkers. I want to at least be able to have water cooler discussion. That's I mean, that's basically what we do here. We should put a big water cooler. Right? Oh, that should be our segment: yeah. water cooler discussion. Do you know like a uh, like Zach Galifianakis? I think had that show between two ferns. Uh, between two ferns, and mm-hmm. it, ours would be like around the water cooler. That, that's perfect. <laughs> we should that's do that. Cute. I love that idea. We, we should, should pitch that idea. Well, technically, we're doing it. All we have to do is just put a damn. We just need a water. Cooler. We just need a water cooler. I'd be here. happy to have like a water cooler behind. Do you want to go to Walmart thing? later and get one? We, could, we we get sponsored by the Culligan Man. That'd yeah, fantastic. They have Culligan out here. I have no idea if that's. <coughs> I don't know here. what that is. So I don't a, know. It's what like that a is. water delivery service. Oh, the, uh, in the, Minnesota. No, that's a, water. that's a straight up Minnesota thing. I've I, I've heard of this, but okay. I didn't know that was called. But yes. they do have like a water service. Yeah, you can have water delivered. It's uh, not the, it's yeah, like my different. mom does it, but I don't know if it's under that company. Okay, well maybe that was uh, that was me. Spe- it's the beauty of the internet age, man. You mm-hmm. just learn something new every day. Like all these things. So uh, I feel bad for her in a way. I know Keith Urban. Yeah, it says right here. Keith Urban took over her tour dates. I didn't know he was still so big. Uh, it says <laughs> it comes. Uh, it says tractor. Tr- uh, it says well, she promised fans the dates would be rescheduled, blaming COVID for sudden cancellation. That was what this was about originally. Was how COVID has been uh, the go-to excuse for literally everything. Uh, it says tractor trailers parked outside the Coliseum were loaded up with tech equipment and set pieces before being driven off site on Thursday. Imagine being the person who built that whole set and they're mm-hmm. just like, take it down. It comes as country music. Well, center. especially since like a Vegas residency set stays in place, whereas like a touring set is built to come apart and be reassembled. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they built it and they're like, Ugh. and then they're like, do we take it apart? Like, do we destroy it or do we keep it so we could put it back together if this thing works out? I don't know, man. That's what I mean by, like, I would love to know if she is in talks with a different venue to, like, have her act go somewhere else. Could like, be, if maybe. it's a problem with the venue or if it's a problem on her team's or like, where, you know. The other venue offers her more creative control and maybe personnel that they can, they, that they give her a guarantee will be more accommodable. It's the, that's not a Accommodating. Word. Accom- did I say accommodable? Yes. Uh, more accommodating. Thank you. Uh, more accommodating uh, and better at helping bring her vision to life, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, that, like, if, if I was an executive for one of these, for one of these strip hotels that are literally in constant competition, 
I mean, that's an ambitious thing to kind of go and approach and try to make happen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Would you go see Adele? Um, we already had a discussion. Would I go to a concert? Not really. If it, I, would, like, if you were in Vegas already, would you go? Would you go see Adele? Would you go to Vegas? That's my real question. Vegas is not that interesting to me because um, I don't really gamble. But apparently, in this house, like I have a good poker face when it comes to poker. Yeah, she Miracle w- is is extremely good at poker. Yeah, but I don't gamble. That's mm. the irony too. Like so I, you could beat Adele at poker. I think. What about like to go to Vegas to like go to the clubs and be young and I, all I those kind of things? <laughs> but they I'm, have a lot of restaurants <laughs> and shopping. Like I don't know. There's other but stuff in Vegas. I'm old. I don't want to go to so the clubs. <laughs> I that's true. I never wanted to go to the clubs. I don't want. Still don't want to go to the clubs. I didn't want to go to the clubs. So when I turned 21 in Japan, my friend Caleb, he was like, um, he was in the main air, uh, mainland of. Japan mm-hmm. just for like vacation and he wanted to go to a club and I'm like I don't want to go to a club so he went to a Japanese club that's known for like their ironic names because you can find each one in different province mm-hmm. because they're numbered mm. I forgot what the full name is but each number um, below it had like either uh, a alien for the movie aliens or that's a predator cool. and like Funny. inside was like fully like fake gold it was like mirrors everywhere Okay, the alien predator thing is pretty cool. Yeah, like, you can find it. It's, like, really weird. Like, one of them, so the alien one, no, no, the predator one was right next to a bar. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Funny. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, Podluck. Podluck time! Are you going to sing the theme song? I, there is no theme song. We're going to write mm. one. We'll have Carter write a theme song for okay. Podluck. I mean, uh, it should have Seamus's voice in the background. Podluck, yes. We'll, we'll have Sh- we'll have Seamus uh, uh, animate an animation, and Carter mm-hmm. will do a song for Podluck. Uh, this is the, the funny side of Hollywood that uh, I get a kick out of because it is very much a family business for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their, you know, y- you'd be surprised how many actors and actresses are related uh, you, Makes because sense, they have though. different stage it's names. It's like a big <laughs> high school that everyone hangs it, out at. Yeah. It, it absolutely absolutely is uh it says after split up from lisa benet is that how you pronounce her last name mm-hmm. benet yeah. uh jason momoa is hyping up Ka- uh, zoe kravitz as Catwoman. uh so the uh, the aquaman actor is still all purrs about kravitz fantastic whoever wrote that her one. stepdad, stepdad. Okay. um he's closer in age to her mm-hmm. than he is to his Ooh, wife he I- was a Cougar cub? What do you call that? Yes, he would have been. He's the, a cub. He would have been What's a cub. What's the technical term here? It, he's a cub. Miracle, we need your. We, Miracle's I, the one I, who would know this stuff. He's a cub. Okay, and so, so he was a cub. Ma- that makes yeah. Lisa Benet a cougar. This what is, do you, yeah. What do you call the next level after cougar? Dead. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Good to know that you get like either uh, hot and young cougar or dead. <laughs> uh, that's depressing. Well, like imagine like a female gran- beauty standards are very high. <laughs> exactly. But imagine you're a granny and like you're like over 80 and like you're still trying to be a cougar, but like the wrong pounding, like you die. <sighs> okay. It's too much for me. You Sorry. cannot, you cannot show me a picture of Jason Momoa and tell me that only female beauty standards are high. Okay. That guy looks, <laughs> that guy looks like a, uh, uh, Jason Momoa coming in. She makes that voice every time we do And she wants him to play every role. <laughs> I just want to do that. Just like, to take you know, him who, off. you know who she wants to play Iron Man. Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Forget who Tom should, Cruise. Who should be the, the dinosaurs in Jurassic park. Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. <laughs> Look, I who should play the cars in cars. 
Jason Momoa. If you suggest him enough times, he probably will be one of the things. I love this strategy. Yeah, yes. exactly. Well, it's also funny. So this is kind of off topic, but related to him. So you know how Girl Scouts, they sell the cookies like each year and there's the mimosa ones. So one of the Samoas. Samoas. Thank Samoas? you. He is Samoan, I believe. Yeah, but but they're like the coconut ones. The coconut chocolate ones. Somebody correct us um, what they're called. But basically, one of the Girl Scouts, she had a strategy. She wanted more people to buy her cookies. So she did a printout of Jason Momoa and said, buy these Jason Momoa Samoas. Oh my gosh, that's funny. And basically, she sold a lot of these cookies, but then she had to take them down because it wasn't regulated. Yeah, it was like uh, misappropriation of his image. Yeah. Jason Momoa responds to Girl Scout who used uh, <laughs> who used shirtless photo of him to sell cookies. When Good was this? Uh, 2019. Yep. It looks like Jason Momoa finally caught wind of the viral Girl Scout video cookie Girl Scout cookie selling scheme involving him and a rebrand of the popular cookie Samoas. Thank you. Charlotte Holmberg, a fifth grader from Colorado, upped the ante on Girl Scout cookie season and decided to go get creative with her technique to become the top cookie CEO of her troop. This woman's go. This girl's going places. Let's She's go. going entrepreneurial. Spirit. She is going places. Well, this right? is why I love the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts because they actually like encourage kids to be an entrepreneur. And sorry, like it was off topic, but that's what popped up in my mind. Well, what I did was he like, say? How did he respond to this? Like, he was really flattered by it. No. Laura finally responded publicly about his special appearance. He says, "I love Girl Scout cookies. I was waiting to get some free ones. That man has never. <laughs> eat- you do not look like that and eat Girl Scout cookies. You don't." <laughs> he's lying. He probably eats them and then works out for four days. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, I, it was like, do they, do they have keto Girl well, Scout cookies? I've known some like NFL players who say like they don't, some of them don't work as nutritionists through their team and I was surprised yeah. by that but like one of the things I've heard from like student athletes and professional athletes is like mm-hmm. they just have to eat so many calories to sustain their lifestyle yeah. like yeah. I imagine he is also have you seen the Michael Phelps one that is like insane how many calories he has each each day mm-hmm. athletic uh, build and screen build are not the same it's like, like swimmers build probably versus, works yeah. out mm-hmm. all the time yeah, yeah. to maintain it which he means does. that like even if it's not the healthiest stuff like he has a, enough of a calorie deficit he has to fill i would love his cheat uh, his cheat day is just girl scout cookies from morning <laughs> to uh, but just imagine him like most of his work cheat meal not cheat i think day. the quest mm-hmm. bar there's one quest bar that has like it's chocolate yeah. and coconut and it mm-hmm. tastes like samoas to me Ooh, that one's good we have more if you want some mm-hmm. so it says jason momoa and lisa benet shocked us all a month that me yep it is you're getting a phone call uh shocked us all a month ago and the couple announced that they are getting divorced after nearly five years of marriage and 16 years together overall Mm -hmm. ben shapiro how old is he he's only uh miracle you want to look it up uh jason uh, momoa yeah she's she pulls out like a list she's got all his facts (laughs) Uh, jason momoa do they have any kids they have kids i think he's my age no Uh, they don't have kids uh I, i believe he's my age but let's find Wait, out. Wait, so they shocked the world. You can start. So 1979. So he's my brother's age. He's like 42. 42. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says that they shocked the world when they split up after 16 years together. So he would have been thir- he would have been in his early 20s when they got together. 26, it looks like. Uh, it says, uh, but over, it says the duo, it says, I'm sorry, I mean, it says after nearly five years of marriage and 16 oh, wait, years yeah, together Oh, wait, yeah, they do overall, have kids. Sorry. But Correction. just because the duo are going their separate ways, that doesn't mean their beautiful family has to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Momoa has been 
proud stepfather to Benet's first daughter, Zoe Kravitz, and is continuing to support her as she continues to work uh, in the world of DC movies. So they're both part of this uh, of these franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world will soon see Zoe Kravitz take on the role of Catwoman uh, in The Batman, and Jason Momoa is as hyped as we are. The Aquaman actor took to his Instagram to share a poster of the DC Comics upcoming movie saying how proud he is, even though he's currently going through a divorce with her mother. That's got to be so weird. Like, uh, I, it was like my parents' separation was like n- nowhere near like as like I was much younger, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine it being so inextricably linked to your business. Uh, I don't know. I mean, she how it depends on how old she was when they got together and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you know, if she lived at home with him and was still like, yeah. well, you moved out, but we're still carpooling to work. Like, mm-hmm. I could see being different, but she's she, older. I mean, and she clearly ca- still cares. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, I think people like i think there are a lot of step parents who do a good job of like if it doesn't work out maintaining a relationship with their step uh travis barker has like uh his ex-wife had a daughter from a previous Mm -hmm. relationship and he only refers to her as his daughter like she was at all of his engagement stuff with with courtney like he is very much like still it it seems clear that he decided to fill i don't know if she has contact with her biological father but Mm -hmm. he decided to fill the role and he like maintains it to a t and to the point where like he just includes her in everything. And I think that's like very honorable. That mm-hmm. is very honorable. It says Momoa said that he can't wait to see the Batman along. Uh, I like how he, uh, he's probably already seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's probably at a desk screening uh, to see the Batman along with the passing, along with passing along the movie's upcoming release date. So it was a promotional thing. He's like, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it again. Uh, and then puts the release date. He says he even used the adorable nickname he gave for her Zozo Bear, mm-hmm. where he dro- uh, which he has dropped in the past. Zoe Kravitz commented, I love you, with I think nine U's. Mm-hmm. So that's they're buddies. They're very, they're very, st- they're still friends. In the comment section, something tells me these two are going to be just fine and remain close, despite Momoa's split from Lisa Bonet. Uh, oftentimes, there's an expectation that just because a couple is no longer together or in a divorce, uh, or a divorce is in the mix, suddenly everything would be different between the parties involved. It doesn't seem like there's much drama between uh, Momoa and Bonet, who's released a joint statement about the state of their relationship. It seemed like a very like prepared statement for like maybe it had been brewing for a while. <laughs> Uh, and I always think about these things because my family was very, uh, I, I don't even, it's so sticky trying to explain how things happen after divorces, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I can't imagine like having to put business and family dynamics together in the same, in the same category. It'd be very mm-hmm. difficult for me. Yeah. Um, it says Lisa Bonet and Momoa, and Mo, yeah, you were right. And Momoa also share two children together, so the families are linked forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, even if she's not, even if Kravitz is not his mm-hmm. his child, so they are likely to going to, to remain close as they continue to co-parent. Zoe Kravitz is Bonet's first child, whom she had with Lenny Kravitz prior to her divorce from the rock star back in 1993. This is Momoa's first known divorce, as the pair wrote in their announcement that they are freeing each other to quote. To be who they are learning to become, Here, uh, here's more from their January statement, and it just gives, it says, mm-hmm. we've all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding, and our family is no exception, feeling and growing from our seismic shifts occurring. Our devotion, unwavering to this sacred life, our children, teaching our children what's possible, living the prayer, may love prevail. Mm-hmm. J&L. Wow. I just That's very flowery. Yep. For uh, an end of a relationship statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I mean, these new age hippie parents, you know, man, just kidding. Yeah, but the damn hippies. I just hope that his son grows up to look like Jason Momoa. Of course you do. 
I hope his uh, his stepdaughter grows up to look like Lenny Kravitz. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> no, because like his son is halfway there, halfway there with yeah. the he does luscious have half hair. The genetics. Yeah, he was in he was in Baywatch. Jason Momoa. Yeah, he was in the original. Like so, just think about, he had been very young at the time. Uh, I want to talk. About, I'm, I'm going to skip Britney today. We're going to talk about Tony Hawk opening up about this Bam Margera incident because uh, I had a conversation with a friend tonight or tonight yesterday uh, about this and says Tony Hawk has opened up about his old friend Bam Margera's recent issues on Jackass Forever. I'm bringing this up because also this movie's coming out this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, are we and, watching it? Me and Miracle had a. Uh, a one dollar wager that I think you're going to win. Yeah. Uh, if forecasts are any are, are any indication about what would uh, win the box office this weekend, whether it would be Jackass Forever or Moonfall, the new Roland Emmerich uh, sci-fi yeah. uh, disaster. Which movie. one are we watching? Which one did you guys bet on? Though I bet that. on Moonfall. I well, she she bet Jackass Forever. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I guess I'll take Moonfall. Um, it just it shocks me that they put these movies like knowing how much it costs to make a Roland Emmerich movie it's hilarious to me that it's going to lose out to a movie that probably cost a quarter of that to yeah. make uh, but I think you're right that this one that one's so, going to win this weekend but it, they mm-hmm. talk about basically Bam Margera was originally going to be in this movie and then he was cut because he's still having substance abuse issues mm-hmm. which of course hits close to home for me uh, and part of it is that uh, it makes your work life oftentimes untenable like you cannot work because you're straight you know your your personal struggles become too much mm-hmm. uh and it interferes in every aspect of your life and that seems to be what happened here and it's just it goes into what he thinks about it, it says for those who are unaware the pair's friendship meaning hawk and, and margera mm-hmm. uh, goes way back to when margera was making an appearance in the third installment of tony hawk pro skater however margera has recently removed from the set of the latest jackass installment in which he tested positive for adderall according to his attorney eric george i don't even remember that part he could have been prescribed to that but they would have had a no drugs clause with mm-hmm. him because of how volatile he'd been in the pack in the past i also think it's hilarious anytime hollywood wants to like it always becomes a business in the end like uh i'm sure a lot of these people are on a lot of stuff when they're making this stu- when they're making mm-hmm. these things but as mm-hmm. long as they don't cause problems they don't really care yeah uh, they that's only- true of not just like these guys, but I of think all a lot industries. of actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They only care. Yeah, no, I'm saying of all industries. Like they don't care until it affects the bottom line. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, he told Lad Bible, uh, I can't speak to the studio. I can't speak for Vam. I just think that he became a liability to them. Uh, I think that he needed some help. I think it's bad timing in both respects in that he needed this kind of help when they were in the middle of shooting their movie. Mm-hmm. Hawk added, maybe if that timeline had shifted a bit, it would have worked out for them. But I don't really feel, I don't really have great details on it. I just wanted to see Bam get better and I want to see him be in a good place, uh, ha- uh, healthily, mentally? Healthy mentally. Okay, I thought it said healthily. Uh, there, there will be plenty of other opportunities for him film-wise or whatever, but most important for him is to get healthy for his family, and that's mm-hmm. absolutely true. But like in situations like this, especially, uh, I'm guessing that going back to this environment is very, would be very much a trigger for somebody like that. Uh, not just the physical uh, ramifications of what mm-hmm. happens if one of these stunts goes wrong, but it reminds him of a time in his life probably when the drug use was at its most prevalent or when it started. So he was removed from the set because he tested positive for Adderall. Mm-hmm. Was that a condition of his contract in the movie that he yeah. had to be sober? Because he has had problems in the past. Because he's a liability. Yes, because mm-hmm. he's a liability. Has it's, he commented on it publicly? It says Margera launched a lawsuit last year against Paramount. Knoxville and director Jeff Tremaine have said that he was wrongfully fired... Uh, and set, uh, against the the studio and then also against the director and Johnny Knoxville saying that he was wrongfully fired from the film. 
he believes he endured phys- psychological torture while working with the team. In a video that was posted and then dele- deleted earlier last year, Margera alleged Jackass put me through hell on fucking wheels for a, le- for a year and a half. He alleged Paramount Pictures forced him to take multiple breathalyzer tests, give urine samples, and filmed uh, him taking antidepressants in order to make the film. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... This is what happens when, like, if you are good, if you get out of, uh, like, like drug rehab on the condition of like parole, mm-hmm. you go to, if you've got a parole officer, you have to go take urine tests. You yeah. have now the the taking the antidepressant thing is crazy, like. Well, they filmed him taking, taking it them. like he took it already, to and prove they just, that he took it. Is that are you sure that's what they mean? Uh, I'm assuming that's what they mean here. Or do so, they mean like he was taking it? And they were like, okay, we're going to do some B-roll of you taking your antidepressants. And he's like, no, I don't want that in. No, it says mm-hmm. in order to be in the film. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a condition of his employment. But again, like condition because they wanted the storyline if he's on antidepressants or is it to prove it? That's just not clear to me in the way it's uh, it's, it's. I'm guessing it says it says Paramount forced him, not the director forced him. Yeah. I'm guessing this is about the behind the scenes stuff uh, involved because uh, it wouldn't really have anything to do with the movie. Uh, in, an, in an interview with Variety, Johnny Knoxville says it wasn't an easy decision to reduce the screen time for his longtime pal. We wanted uh, we wanted him to uh, we wanted him all throughout the movie, but unfortunately, that's not the way it worked out. He said, "It's really heartbreaking. I love Bam. We all love Bam. He's our brother. You know. You just hope that he takes it upon himself to get the help he needs because all we all care about him a lot. I've been in his position before. I mean, it, it never affected my work in the same way, but I eventually had to uh, make the decision between." getting help and continuing at my job and mm. eventually had to make the decision to enter rehab and get help. But, uh, it's just crazy because he's still in the movie. Like he has mm-hmm. like, they just, I think he has like one scene and I imagine that for him, uh, he also like down here, it says ca- he claims that jackass caused his addiction, addiction and drug issues. That's somebody who clearly hasn't found that hasn't found themselves yet. You cannot hold other people, you know, however much you believe you have to take personal responsibility for your actions at a certain part or else you can't really get sober. Right. uh, Because it's linked to your ability to place the blame on other people and and look for ways out. Yeah. So I I just uh, I I thought it was an interesting thing because somebody like Tony Hawk, who's been a a staple in these industries for so long, is clearly a businessman and has uh, navigated these industries, which are very much party atmospheres. And at least I don't know how if they're much like that nowadays. Mm -hmm. These are all corporate businesses Mm -hmm. now as much as they want to portray an image. Uh, I just think it's crazy the amount of stuff they put him through to try and get him through this movie <coughs> also that they could make more money off him and he wasn't able to mm-hmm. come through because he's still still struggling. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, I can't imagine having to do that. Like like now, where I'm at now, like in being in such a, pl- a better place in my life, I just can identify so heavily with what that guy's going through. Like it just yeah. kind of breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like you, like I would never want either of you or anyone here to have ever seen me like when I was at my worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, it was not a pretty sight. Um, so I can, I, you know, I can Do really, it more. resonates yeah. with me. Not, not necessarily, I guess empathy is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I talked about it. it once, like um, yeah. how you're talking about your previous relationships and you felt yep. so terrible for them. Yep. So, yeah, I just don't want like anybody to experience that especially for you because you advocate against it uh until you see someone Mm -hmm. go through it it, it's hard to really um understand Uh, not even like go through it yourself but until you actually like see somebody you're close to that you have uh the um the reason to be around on a daily basis and Mm -hmm. are really invested in their life where they're going like a family member best friend uh spouse relationship Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. you see somebody go down that path it really is truly hard to understand how horrific it is to watch somebody fall apart like that so i feel bad 
I feel bad for him, but hopefully he does get his stuff together. Because, and I want to talk about it just because the movie's coming out this weekend, so it's going to yeah. be interesting. So, are we going to watch it this weekend? I want to go question. see Moonfall, but that's, um, that's just me. Is Moonfall premiering the same day yeah, as the fourth? Well, we're it's up to Chris because Chris is the final say. That is true. So we will we will watch see. Chris say jackass, and I win that automatically. Oh, I guarantee one. you, he Chris. <laughs> I, I don't see Chris caring about Moonfall. I, I see Chris maybe wanting to go see jackass yeah watch him go like yeah jackass and i'm like yes what, 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 make, what if he makes you guys go to both like back to back that would be that would be <laughs> like, awesome. West Side story he's like we're going to see west side story chris is like really into musicals <laughs> he doesn't tell anybody but he's got a secret thing for like watching musicals by he's himself so up in, up in his in his room so i yes. hope that's a joke could be true you never know i don't know hannah claire is it true i have no idea mm-hmm. she's like i can't comment on that. i'd have to research do some reporter i'd have to you know interview exactly. I, I i can't say perfect yeah all right uh, hannah claire thank you thank you guys so much for having me this yeah, has been no a blast. Problem. as usual that was a lot of fun thursday i've already got some good stuff lined up cool, for thursday mm-hmm. uh, i i now i enjoy finding topics that i, I think you'll have uh much to say on well i'm honored it's always great to be here why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media you can find me on instagram at hannahclaire.b you can find me on gab at hannahclaireb and you can find me on timcast.com click on the read tab and you can read all of our uh, work from me and their other journalists Mm -hmm. thank you so much thank you guys so much miracle I don't have social media because it rots your brain. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And which is why you can follow me on, <laughs> on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. And if you want to follow the show, first go to the YouTube page. Uh, subscribe to the channel, please. We would very much appreciate that. Like the videos, leave comments on the videos. And then if you go into the description tab of those videos, it will list, link you to the Spotify playlist where you get to see the full unabridged version of the podcast. I really do believe that that is how it is best enjoyed when you watch it from start to finish. Not cut up into segments. I, I I really do advocate for that. You can also find the full-length versions on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. And then you can go on and follow us on social media where you can find clips of the show and interact with us there. It's on Twitter, at popculture underscore show. And then you can make uh, our fellow guest host, Dane, very happy by Mm -hmm. also following us on Facebook and on TikTok. And that is at popculturecrisis. And we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye.